Three, Three two, two, one, go. Go. <laughs> Alright, that was that was a little off. That, that should be that, that should was, be it fine. Was a nice attempt. It was close. <laughs> should we do a clap? <laughs> I, I think we're fine. I got it. I said bye a little before you guys. Let's just start. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's just start. Happy New Year. I'm a homo. <laughs> 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 I, we we discovered that needs to be made clear for some reason. You know, so I forgot I was just going to be pulled out like that. You know, Frankie, I forgot that you're gay, but now that you mention it, I, I'm, I'm completely remembering now that you're gay. Wow, I it's, you know, it's not like I did, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, Hello, everybody. My name room. is, oh my God. Hello, everybody. My name is Rich from YouTube.com slash Rich Writes. Hi, I am Frankie Daniels. I have Instagram at FBD45, where you can find me most of the time. Hello, everybody. I'm Richard Deserga from <laughs> YouTube.com slash RichWrites. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road, baby. Damn, I got a twin. Oh, oh my god, an identical twin who stole your name. <laughs> you know, Jake, I realized listening yeah. back to the last podcast, I y- you said to me, during it you were like you said rich.com slash rich rights and i said no i didn't i said youtube.com slash rich rights and i listened back to it and i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) we're wrong about a lot of things all right so uh happy new year we we all watched the sam raimi spider-man trilogy i binged it over the past three days Uh, i binged it over the past day (laughs) (laughs) you watched all of them in one day yep wow (laughs) Commitment. All my notes are mental because I literally watched them yesterday. <laughs> Before we get into it, what's everyone's favorite? I want everyone to list their favorite quote from the trilogy. Oh, oh pizza time. That's a good favorite one. quote. Is it pizza time? I'm caught between oh. two. My two Is are. It, I'm not paying for that. No, my two are. Oh, boy, yeah. And, um. Wait, what? Gonna cry. When did that happened. I think it's oh, gonna... are you gonna cry? Is a great yeah. line. Gonna cry. That's a good one. Um, oh good no, one. no, 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 no! I know mine. Um, are you enjoying the pie? Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. I love that all of them are from the third movie. <laughs> oh my god! Are, did we all say what? I, I think I'm. Oh boy! Jake yeah, didn't say one. one. Rich? No, mine's from the first movie. <gasps> I just broke my bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jake, what about your favorite quote? Uh, when Randy Savage said, three minutes of playtime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 wait, now I have to switch mine again. That's my favorite um, quote. What, did your husband make it? <laughs> <laughs> Oof, Spider-Man. I was, I was very offended. <laughs> Not an LGBTQ ally. I was like, oh, it's, no, Spidey. <laughs> Immediately after that, Toby Required did four Hail Hitlers, but Sam Raimi decided he didn't want that in the final cut of the film, so they cut it out. <laughs> oh, Sam. <laughs> All right, so... Gotta stick to his guts next time. <laughs> okay, oh so you guys want to jump into the first movie? Yeah, We're let's, let's spoiling start. everything. So big yeah, spoiler. If you alert. have not seen the Sam Raimi Spider Man, who the fuck are you? Were you just born? Yeah, like seriously, if you are haven't you, are seen you these newborn movies, listening to our podcast. Yeah, like these movies are everyone our age has seen them. They're like they're kinda of like they're, SpongeBob where you could just quote anything from these movies and people our age will just understand it. Pizza time. <laughs> Gonna cry. Are you gonna cry? 
<laughs> okay, um, so... The original TikTok dancer. <laughs> oh, um, I have a new most popular TikTok. Nice, what is it? It's me reading a grinder bio with a, a voice distortion on it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds fun. It has over 200 likes and I don't know why. How many views does it have? Um, that's a good ass question. Let's check. <laughs> Jesus <TikTok> Christ. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I made sure to get yeah. as close to the mic as I could. It has 10,000 <laughs> views. Holy shit. TikTok Holy famous. <laughs> My fucking... It has 210 likes and 10,000 views. And today I was looking at my most viewed video, and I was like, 5,000 views, that's really nice. And Frankie is blowing me out of the water. <laughs> With a TikTok about a grinder bio that was disgusting. <laughs> Frankie, I've, I've been saying this for a while, I think you should make a YouTube channel. I think your YouTube I, channel would be better than mine. I really should just read random things that people send to me on, like, a daily basis. Yeah, you could, like, do, like, grinder readings, and people would like that. I think. Oh, no. I think that'd okay. be fun. Alright, so Spider-Man. Be... Spider-Man! 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 So, Frankie, whatever a spider can. Frankie, I'm actually really happy you picked uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, because if I were to pick any two movies to define my childhood, it would be Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. I minus Spider-Man 2 and 3. I watched those religiously as a child. Really? I don't remember oh seeing God, the I... third one as a child, but I remember seeing the one and the second one on repeat. You know why I didn't watch the first one as much? Why? Because I had it on VHS and I didn't feel like rewinding the tape every time. I also <laughs> had it on VHS and the second one. Okay, so it's... fun fact about me. Until 2002, I was born in 1998, so until I was four years old... My favorite movie ever was Son of the Mask. <laughs> no, oh, okay. we've had All that right. conversation. It's a bop. We can no. T- there's no. It's, it's a, bop a bop of a movie. Right. <laughs> I watched that movie on repeat, and my mom watched it with me the first like two times I saw it, and then after that she wouldn't watch it with me anymore. And I was so confused. I was like, Why won't she watch Son of the Mask with me anymore? And then I watched awful. it recently, and I'm like, Okay, that's why. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> but then I grew up and I became the ripe old age of four years old and I saw Spider-Man in the theater and I mm-hmm. fell in love with it. And Spider-Man was my favorite. You saw Spider-Man in the theater in 2002? Yeah. Wow. I, I had a discussion with my mother to confirm. I know we saw the third one in theaters. The second one and the first one are iffy. I know I saw the first and the second one in theaters, and I know I wanted to see the third one, but I think I remember my mom just never taking me for whatever reason, and then I just never saw it until, like, this year with Jake. At the beginning of the year, we saw it. <laughs> Wait, you I forget seen that we watched that movie. This year? I think this year was the first time I saw the third one, which is shocking to me, because I loved Spider-Man growing up. Oh, should we all talk about how we watch the movies? That's shocking. Because I have the best one. I think I can beat you. I don't know what you're going to say, but I could probably beat you. Okay, how did we all watch the movies uh, this past week? (laughs) I have the most pathetic story, so maybe I should go first. Go for it. Um, I was pressed on time 
and decided that for the first and the third movie, what would be sufficient enough is watching all of the clips on YouTube and then reading the <laughs> plot summaries because uh, I've seen those both of these movies about four or five times, so I figured that's okay. And the only one I watched was the second one because okay. I saw it once years and years ago and I forgot about it, basically. I'm getting um, hot from the vodka. <laughs> but yes, I've, I've seen the third one and the first one too many times. Well, the third one too many times. The first one sufficient times. All right, all right. Frankie, you said you watched it all in one day, right? Oh, yeah, I watched them all in one day, and you want to know how I watched them? I bought all the DVDs at a Goodwill. <laughs> I got them. Well, you know the third one's on Netflix. For whatever reason, only the third Wait, one's on Netflix. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah just does. the third one's on Netflix. The first two are not. Well, I will say the first, the third DVD was the only one that didn't give me trouble and had actual full screen. Okay. Um, I watched them. I watched... Uh, the third one today, the second one yesterday, and then the first one two days ago. So I watched, like, each day I watched the Spider-Man movie. Um, so, okay, so Spider-Man 1. I remember I've had a weird relationship with this movie over the years. Because oh, when I was younger, I loved it. And then, like, as I grew up, I just didn't really watch it. And I heard it was really dumb. And I remember watching it, like, a few years ago and being like, yeah, this is dumb. Why'd I ever like this? And I think this time watching it... I haven't seen it in a few years. I had I gained a lot of respect for it actually. Because I think this movie is really, really good because it just accepts how cheesy it is and it's just presented in such a fun way. It's going Don't, for cheese. That's cheese. not what Sam Raimi says. Really? <laughs> Sam Raimi hates Spider-Man 3. No, I'm talking about Spider-Man 1. Oh, Spider-Man. We're starting 1. with Spider-Man oh, 1, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. I thought, well, we got to <laughs> I will say here, here's my thoughts on Spider-Man 1. It is what sparked Why would we start movies. with Spider-Man 3? I don't know. We had a weird off conversation <laughs> that I thought, because <laughs> we were talking about the third one on Netflix. <laughs> but anyways, Spider-Man 1 to me is the spark of superhero movies in oh, all. Yeah. Like, it is, it is the essential perfect way to introduce a hero, make it new, just like blend everything together. I'm not talking about it like it's art. It's still a superhero movie, but it is still so good and just good to watch and entertaining and really good fight scenes, except for the fact that Tobey Maguire is 27 playing an 18-year-old. <laughs> no, he was born looking 18 and he's been that way his entire life. It's true. Is yeah. he? <laughs> Like, if you look at a picture of him now, he just yeah, looks... Yeah, he, he does he look the same. same. He looks him like an 18-year-old with a beard. It's crazy. He looks younger now than he did in these movies. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> He's just holding a baby, and I'm like, is this your, like, brother? <laughs> no, it's his kid. Wait, does he have a son? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I looked at a picture of him now, and he was holding a baby. That's all I know. Yeah, he has he I, has I, two I'm, kids. He I just stole someone's baby, and I was like, can I get a photo with this? <laughs> <laughs> now i got to Google Tobey Maguire holding baby. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we're getting so off track. I love oh, a lot what? of the performances. Oh, he's holding this... it like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's holding it so weird. <laughs> Anyways, he was probably thinking of pizza. Okay. I love so many of the performances in this movie. Willem Dafoe was Oh my god, Willem so Dafoe is incredible. Good. Why did you spill your beans? Ah, oh, he was so good. 
So good. <laughs> like it wasn't. Fun fact: Did you know that that stupid fucking mask he wears was not the original concept? Really? Yes. Here's my fun factoids. I did a lot of outside research, so like at the end, we're gonna talk about the uh, little bit of plot for the fourth one. But um, he was. They originally tested a animatronic mask for like the original oh look. No, it was really, really cool looking. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, that they sounds didn't... like a disaster on screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, getting I mean, that to work did, constantly in two thousand two sounds pretty tests. bad. <laughs> I guess that may have been the problem, but like the the mask looked amazing, and like if they had done that with like those scenes where he's like talking to himself, it would have been fucking incredible. Like even if they just used it for that. Like the mat, I'll may all you know what I'm gonna start an Instagram for our podcast and post this shit because it's really cool looking. Like it was. <laughs> you gonna so plug cool. the Instagram right now? Um, I don't know what I'm gonna call it. Okay, um, I'll put it. In the what should we call it? Quick, Baby no, Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that hasn't been taken yet. Probably. Probably. Hopefully. All right, wait. I want to talk about my two favorite performances in this movie. One is Willem Dafoe. He is so hammy and so cheesy. I love it. It's like he just knew exactly what movie he was in, and he just and went nuts out. with it. Like he was yeah. like perfectly chewing of the scenery, and I couldn't oh, imagine he... a single other actor playing that role. There's a lot of passion in his performance. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising. You, for I watched a the bloopers. Movie like this. He like he went really really far in a lot of the bloopers that he couldn't stop cracking himself up. But like it's really intense watching him like make the facial expressions for the sound for like this like you don't see it you just hear it moments. Uh-huh. Like he went into it and it was amazing. Yeah, he's a great actor. Like, he was an Academy Award-nominated actor at this point, and he chose to be in this movie, and I think that's awesome. That is awesome. You know, my... Okay, Willem Dafoe's my second favorite performance in this movie, but my favorite performance is J.K. Simmons as J. Oh, Jonah I wonder Jameson. Who. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, yeah. is incredible. He's perfect. He makes this his role. No one else can do this. Right? Like in the Mark Webb ones with Andrew Garfield, they didn't even try to make that character because they couldn't get J.K. Simmons. And if anyone else played it, and, there would be a riot in the And street. that's what they did with Far From Home. It's it's him again. Like, I am so happy they did that. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I love the... He's so funny. It's like a whole different writing staff is writing his scenes. I love the lines. Yeah. I forget which movie this was in, but he's like mad because the photographers aren't working. And then his secretary's like, Mr. Jameson, your wife called. She ha- she says she needs to use your checkbook. And he just goes, more great news. <laughs> also, also, that secretary is Elizabeth Banks. She's so good in this. I didn't know that was her. <laughs> I didn't know I was like, her either. I screamed. I didn't know it was her until I watched the second movie and then Googled it and it's still her in the first movie. <laughs> also, I wrote, we have I, wait, I wrote in my notes here. Hold on. Hold <laughs> Did you on. just make an Instagram? Yeah, yes. wait, wait. Our, uh, mis- our Instagram while Jake looks at his notes is mystery.podcast. Okay. Okay. Because it's the three question marks. That works. Well, while, while you write that, um, I, I wanted to include a few honorable mention mentionable things in my notes because there were things that I wanted to say. Uh, as I'm sure they'd be brought up at some points. So I wrote three things concerning actors. I said Willem Dafoe needs to be in more movies. Yep. 
because um, yes. he's amazing. Uh, James Franco is always terrible. Damn you! And, <laughs> <laughs> and then, we will get to that in the third one. <laughs> and then my my controversial, probably to some people, but probably not to anybody in here, uh, opinion is that J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is on level as for perfect casting as Heath Ledger Joker. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm sure so many people would be like, "What are you, an idiot?" Okay, no, I, think I honestly it, totally agree. Yeah, like it works. Like it's perfect for this role. It's genius casting. He's amazing. Yeah, no one else could do it. This is my second favorite J.K. Simmons performance. My favorite being Whiplash, as we all know. Yeah. Um, I think that like. Okay, I've seen this comment. If you look at any clip of Whiplash on YouTube, the t- there's so many people commenting, I know why he was so mad. It's because he couldn't get pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my god. I've never heard that one before. It, wait, yeah. is like, it? <laughs> I think it just goes to show how good the writing was for this guy. What do you guys think of Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man? Because this is a controversial uh, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's here's what I'll say. At the time, I loved it. Yeah. We did not have Tom Holland yet. I will get to that later on in the podcast. I'll, you know, I'll save that much. But, like, at the time, it was great. Like, uh, he was that average little Twinkie boy from fucking Queens. Yep. Twinkie boy. Twinkie boy. <laughs> Twinkie boy. Am I wrong? <laughs> That's a good word. I like that word. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> I I think I'm probably the opposite in that when I first saw the movies, I thought he was fine. Um, but rewatching the clips for a couple and then the whole movie for two, um, I really, really, really enjoy his performance in these movies. I think it's probably similar to me to how um, when you compare, not to jump immediately back to Joker, but when you compare like Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger, I think he fits the movies like the tone of the movie so well yeah and just how ridiculous some parts of his performances are is like that's not how a human like a real human being would act like it's there's i think it's the scene when in the first movie where the goblin shows up for the first time <laughs> at that giant like festival thing or like commencement thing or whatever and there's like a part where he just throws a bomb and it blows up half the building with two of his best friends on it. And he just stares with a blank face at this whole situation unfolding before him. It's like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm going to do the cool thing. But he just has no expression when two of his friends are about to die because a bomb just blew up right underneath them. Well, it's Harry like, nobody would react like that, but I so love who it. Cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Tobey Maguire in these movies, honestly. I like him a lot. I, 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 I think he's... Yeah. I think he's great for what these movies were going for, which is the campy, stupid stuff, and it's so good at that. And what's I mean, Spider Man is the definition of camp. Like, yeah, Spider Man is camp. <laughs> one surprise, no one went for him as the Met Gala last year. Spider Man. <laughs> and when this movie came out, think of what the state of superhero movies were. It was the last big one. I think was um, uh, the Batman and Robin movie. Yeah. And that movie, like, ruined the market for a few years. This movie, yeah. and then also X-Men came out in the same year. This catapulted what is now the biggest genre of today's day, which is superhero movies. That would have never happened without this movie and X-Men. Yeah, I just want to also mention, I spelt your Richard's name right on the first try, and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> it's seven <laughs> letters. It's not that hard. 
I'm I'm dyslexic. Um, another thing I wanted to comment on that I, okay, so we were on the topic of the actors and the characters. I fucking hate Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. Oh, me God. too. I also wanted to mention that. She's terrible. Not only she is she is so awful. Did you know her and Tobey Maguire were dating at the time? No. And she's that? Yes. yes yeah, they, they were, were dating yeah. they have between no the chemistry. three movies and they have no chemistry. They have no chemistry at all. Like, what the fuck? And I think Tobey Maguire's trying, <laughs> but she is not. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will give him that much. He is at least trying. Uh, oh. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I, I don't get why they cast her, and I don't get why they're writing her so terribly. It's like she's an awful human being, and all these men are throwing <laughs> themselves at her, and it's like, for what? She's just cheating on everyone in these movies. Yeah. Oh my god, she she breaks up two engagements. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say when we get to two, when we get to two, I would love to love to jump on the end of that movie. But yeah, for one, I mean, she's just I don't understand what he was, yeah. uh, what he's going for. I think he deserved a lot more, Mister mm. Toby. Like I hate their relationship, and I love this movie, but it's just like their relationship. I feel like they only just oh, we love each other because we love each other. And it's like, that's not a good reason to be in a relationship with someone. Like, it's just very one-dimensional and there's no personality to it. The only, I noticed this, I looked out for it. The only scene where the two of them have like a normal conversation that doesn't come off like robots pretending to be in love is in the third movie. They have one conversation like that, like after her play and then, Every oh, other no. one is just robots. We'll get there, but... Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, <laughs> how wrong the ages are of everyone in the high school? Oh my god. <laughs> Joe Manganiello in a high school just it's looks... so funny. He looks like a substitute teacher. Their teacher looked younger than the students. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it the bald guy in the background? It's the short, bald, black dude. I, yeah, it's like, is it him though? Like you don't know, like you could not tell. He's totally if you tried like fifteen. Your hardest. He like, I believe it. He's everything he says. He's like whispery and sounds like he's threatening them. Mm-hmm. If you talk during oh, no, this, did our, the did our did our podcast get taken off fucking Spotify? <laughs> were we on Spotify? Yes, we, we were. were on Spotify. Oh. I should know this. <laughs> yeah, don't you run this show? <laughs> no, I run that end. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the the teacher's like, if you talk during the presentation, I will fail you this course. I kid you not. And it's like, bro, <laughs> chill. There, the teacher is also only like three years older than them. I had, I looked. It's, it up it's just the student who got up and just started teaching, and nobody stopped them. <laughs> it's and like now when the just, teacher leaves the room. He just, he's just power hungry that's it um it's like my own no one thing another thing i don't like about this movie and i like this movie but one thing i just didn't like about it was the cg i think was terrible it's 2002 you got to give him at least that much okay but robert should we roger ebert he had a review of this movie and he said the cg was terrible in 2002 so it's not like it's just me saying it now like, can we, should we talk about um, Kurt's, Kirsten Dunst and the Mannequin? Oh my god, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, say it. And like, all the extra videos I watched have like fun factoids, they show that clip so much. 
Because it's such an iconic clip, but it's so bad. And they didn't even need to include that shot in the movie. But, okay, yeah, but it's... for real, though, the fight scenes are so good. They're great. Oh, the I fight scenes in these... In, well, except for what I will say. You, you don't like the we'll fight scenes in that. the first one? No, 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 no. I like in the first one, yes, but I'm talking in a later date. Okay. Um, when we get to the third one, I will talk about it. Okay. Like, I love okay, how st- Peter gets the shit kicked out of him. Like, he really... Oh, yeah. He's, they're just slamming him everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I love how, like, the costumes rip, and you see them bleeding, and they're punching each other, and it looks, like, real. You know? Yeah, it's, it, they, took, they put a lot of effort into those. Like, definitely. Like, they took their time. Yeah, it's very apparent that they, like, gave a shit. And the camera work is really good, too. It's very dynamic. Yeah. Like, Sam Raimi knows what he wants the, the movie to look like. Yeah, he took his time, effort. They put they did put a lot of effort into these movies. Sam Raimi loves the first two. I will say that. He did put his heart and soul into those, but like I said, the Fairmont. <laughs> We're talking so yeah, much about the third one. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's so hard, it's to, hard to skirt to, around. That's the problem. It's so hard not to skirt around that third one because it it's just so bad. <laughs> it redefined the entire trilogy in the most negative way possible. It's it so canceled, unfortunate. <laughs> it made Sony not want to do the fourth one. All right, we'll get to yeah. that later. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this was a... I like Sam Raimi's uh, touches on his movie. Yeah. Because uh, he's the the evil dead guy, and that those movies are incredibly campy and incredibly self-aware as to how kind of stupid they can be. Um, and these movies very clearly have that same style. And my favorite part of his style, I guess, is the... Um, I think I mentioned this to Rich once was the overacting extras, which I, I'm sure upon oh rewatch my. now you know what I mean. Yes, um, yes. The, the, there are so the many gla- close-ups the of just the fight scene. random people yeah. that it's are Spider-Man. just like, yeah, exactly. Those people, I love and that all so much. Very real New Yorkers that they just like definitely took off the street. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, you, you, you want to be, be in a movie? Spider-Man? Get over here. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Should we talk about how um, they had to change all the promotional material for the first one? Wait, really? Does anyone. Oh, Uh-oh. do you not know this? No, I never heard oh. about this. I okay, feel like I know so where this the... is going. <laughs> yes, I you do. Oh, like no. Going. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, when they released the first trailer, they released a like teaser, I want to say early 2001. Oh, oh no. I know where this oh, is going. <laughs> And the trailer is a helicopter getting stuck in a web between the two twin towers. Oh, no. So they had to change all the marketing. And that's why there's this whole, like, hooray New York scene when we get to the end when they're, like, when it's, like, the fucking, uh, the, wait. You know what? We'll talk about that later. But the fucking car, and then they're all like, "Yeah, New York, bitch." Our so like Green like Goblin. That's all because that fucking nine eleven unite unity shit, which is not shit. It's very true. But like, <laughs> but it's all like that shit where it's like that that post nine eleven where everything had to be changed. Like the like that whole sequence they talk about in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, where they I know changed what you're it from about. a plane to a spaceship. Mm-hmm. That because they just had to change fucking everything because the world changed at that moment. 
You know what? Let's not get into 9-11. Spider-Man, next subject. Go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I think that if New Yorkers saw this movie with a very pro-New York message and it has the New Yorkers all coming together at the end to help defeat the bad guy. And I think if that made people feel better at the time, then that's great. Yeah, it, it very much did. This is a really Stark good, that... feel-good movie. Wow. Yeah. It's super wholesome. Yeah, this movie brings people together after a tragedy. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, that's great. I don't think this movie if – if this movie came out today, people would hate it. Oh, it would have done awful. People it would say it's it, so ridiculous and they couldn't watch it. Because it's, it's not up to par with these MCU films. I wouldn't go I think that it's, far. I, I think upon rewatch, I think uh, I, at least for good. two, it's much one more interesting two. than I a lot of MCU I will say two is up to Jake. par. One in, I will say my kind of argument, two I will say is up to par. I definitely might think two is better than one and three, of course. But um, I just like movies like Iron Man 2 and uh, Thor Ragnarok. It's and then of course I will not I I don't I'm trying my hardest not compare it to the Tom Holland films, but like compared to those Spider Men, that it's it's not there. I one hundred percent disagree. Tom, no, <laughs> how fucking dare you? Tom Holland is amazing, and it's not because I'm into him. <laughs> All right, look, here's what I'm gonna say. This is coming from someone who has not seen Spider Man Homecoming. I've seen Far From Home, and then I saw the Avengers movies, but. I was thinking while watching these, I think these are the first one and the second one. I think they're so much better than any of the MCU movies. I think um, they're what they're going for, it lands. And I think the action scenes in this are so much better than the MCU ones because when I watch the MCU movies, I'm thinking like I'm seeing this giant CG mess of a battle. And yeah, the CG is good, but like that to me, fights like that don't hit home with me because I can see an alien getting punched through four meteors and I can't resonate with that at all. When I see Green Goblin slicing up Spider-Man's arm and giving him a black eye, that makes me wince because I know what that feels like, you know? Yes. A black eye from Green Goblin? No, but I mean like just getting an injury like that. (laughs) Like that's realistic. Like Thanos throwing a moon at Iron Man, that doesn't make me wince at all. I don't know what getting hit with a moon feels like. I, I can I can get that much. They're more realistic, of course, because it's not that we haven't gotten to that point in the Spider-Man series where it's all that space shit. But it's I, I think you would thing. like Homecoming a lot more. I, I think that's probably why you might feel the way you do. But even yeah. with that, I would still say that um, going back and rewatching clips or the movies, I I liked Homecoming a lot when it came out. I watched it a couple times, and I still like it a lot. But that movie is really held up by really good writing and performances. But everything else in that movie is really boring. And that is probably like a representation of how I feel about MCU movies as a whole. Um, and these movies have, I feel like, everything going for them. And they're way more interesting. But I was going to make the lovable. counterpoint that the two points that you're saying the the uh, new movies excel in are the points that these movies are missing. What do you mean right? by that? Like, the, let's be honest. All of the acting, except for Willem Dafoe and some of Tobey Maguire, isn't great. J.K. Simmons. 
J.K. J.K. Simmons. Simmons is the other exception, of course. I like Aunt but, May. I think she's really, really like an adorable Aunt May. Her performance I think well, is great. Aunt, in one. Okay. You know what? I will say I did root for her in two when she hit him with the cape with her fucking umbrella. <laughs> but that long fucking dialogue she has in three. That well, fucking okay. scene. We're not at three yet. Let's stop talking <laughs> about three. It's but like Jake said, it's hard not to talk about three because it made such an impact on the rest of the movies to be dissected more. Okay. About these movies versus the MCU, I'll say this. There's not a single performance in the MCU that's as good as Willem Dafoe or J.K. Simmons in these movies. Are we saying the MCU as a whole or just Spider-Man MCU? The MCU as a whole. Uh, yeah, he's saying as a whole. Um, hmm. you know I'd what? I think about that one. I, I'm trying to think because I, I J.K. Well, Simmons definitely not. J. K. And Simmons I love Willem Dafoe, but. Maybe. Okay, wait. I, I'm wrong. Okay, in Spider-Man: Far From Home, J.K. Simmons playing J. Jonah Jameson was really good. That's true. So, that's true. That, <laughs> so that is I'm great. Wrong. You know I what? No, you I wrong. will say. You know who I think is a better villain? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in uh, Far From Home. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I love. No. I loved him in that movie. No. So, do you know? Fun fact. Here we go. He was supposed to play Spider-Man in the second movie because fucking Tobey Maguire was ready to quit. Yeah, I heard about that. He had yeah. already signed contracts. Is Jake Gyllenhaal a great actor? Yeah, but in Far From Home specifically, is he as good as Willem Dafoe or J.K. Simmons in this movie? No. No, I, I think because here's my point before you talk, Jake. It's a different kind. You're you're liking it because it's that over exaggerated point of crazy. I like that under exaggerated. I know what I'm going, what's going on, but I'm still a little fucked up. I have nothing but respect for Jake Gyllenhaal, but no. Jake um, Gyllenhaal got fucked with an ass full of beans for you to disrespect him like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Oh, I never saw it. I've watched it twice. I don't watch it because I don't like gay people. Because gay. Uh oh. Are you? Backtrack. 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 Uh, you might want to no, forward no, track with some of your viewers. Uh, I think it's really great. Even though I haven't seen it, I give it a ten out of ten. I give it a wow. A forty out of ten. Yep. Because yep. gay. Okay. Our podcast is canceled from episode two. Forever. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't get canceled after episode one. Uh, Jake, um, you 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 sound yes. like you wanted to say something. I have only one. I think obviously J.K. Simmons is perfect, and nothing can beat his casting and performance. Um, but the only thing, the only I guess casting that I would say would come close to um those two performances is probably uh ryan reynolds as deadpool that is my that's not in the mcu only contention it's not it's, in the MCU. well now it's a Marvel now it is move. now <laughs> wait no okay but when it came out it wasn't wait well wasn't the, isn't yeah, the yes second it was one disney produced it's oh, the in the x-men universe not the mcu no yeah. they couldn't use the X- x-men they used the the off-brand x-men that they weren't that they were allowed to use Okay. No, no, no! They did no. Isn't it a Fox? Isn't it a Century Twenty One movie? The first one? Oh, maybe the first one is okay. Yeah, the second one definitely is Disney. Uh, I'll agree. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is 
in the same tier as Willem Dafoe and J.K. Simmons. But, 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 here that's we got, it. oh wait, no, that's I don't have anything else even close to that. In the, uh, uh, the Wolverine origin story movie, when he was good Shut Deadpool up. for like 10 minutes, and then he was that Stop. monster that he kills in the second one. I don't want to think about it. A- <laughs> oh my god, that movie sucked so much. It did. Are we done talking about Spider-Man 1? Ed no, Norton we still we haven't even gotten Hulk. midway. We, we we've only talked. We haven't even like talked about anything. <laughs> we've. I feel like we've talked about everything. No, um, what if, we haven't even talked about like fights, like any individual points yet. All right, well we'll speed through the plot. <laughs> okay, uh, Spider-Man uh, gets what do you guys in think a new of way. Spider-Man getting bullied. Spider-Man beats up uh, Sofia Vergara's husband That's in a Sophia pretty good fight husband? scene. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know the scene where he catches that plate of, like, food? Yeah, he actually did that! Yes. That's a practical effect that they did 150 like, takes awesome. of. Also, fun fact that I forgot to mention earlier, the crew was ready to pay Joe Manganiello hundreds of dollars to punch Tobey Maguire in the face because they hated him so much. Why they hate him? Because he was hard to he's hard to work with. Yeah, supposedly. apparently people don't like Tobey Maguire. And Kirsten Dunst. I hear the same thing about and her. And Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, maybe that's why they're perfect for each that's other. That's why they're a great uh, couple. Oh wait, my God. are they is it their kid? Oh god. Up? No, they they, they broke up. They, they broke it. up. <laughs> now see if oh, the MCU no. had filmed that same scene, they would have CG'd the food. <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> Isn't there a scene like that in Homecoming? Jake? I didn't see Homecoming. Uh, I don't believe so. I but think there's some scene where he catches something. If they did do that scene, then yes, everything would have been CG'd, even Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom. Tom. <laughs> I mean, that's how they would have had to done the next fucking Marvel movies. <laughs> what do you guys? Uh, oh wait, we talked about James Franco. He's he's uh. Oh, ooh, we didn't. He's, he's, so James Franco uh, in this movie is no. Much in this a movie, he's good. <laughs> he's I fine. He doesn't do I, anything. He yeah. could We we haven't gotten to the second one. We yeah. will get there. So um, he's fine in this movie. I think the ending to this movie is perfect. I agree. Like yeah, we the can last... just reach up to the, the beautiful ending of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole dynamic between Peter and um oh my god, Osborne is really, really good. I love how um they're both working towards like different things. And I love how Osborne's plan is to drug Harry? Peter. No, no, Norman his... Osborne. Oh, Norman Osborne. I love how Norman Osborne's plan is to drug Peter, bring him to the top of the building, and then have a dad mm-hmm. talk with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Norman <laughs> I, leaning yeah. up against the wall talking to Peter in that costume was the f- most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It looked yeah, so stupid. I, I, yeah. I think one of the things that I like so much about this movie that wouldn't happen also in comparison to an MCU movie, is when Norman gets completely, like, screwed over by the board of investors, or his, like, all of his people, he actually gets to kill them. He gets his, yeah. he gets his revenge. He Here, murders all of them. That's my problem with these movies, and it's awesome. that they kill all their villains. <laughs> what's, what's wrong they with They kill all their... I mean, the, my thing with problem with killing your villains so quickly is you don't set them up for anything else. Well, they like, they're done. The movie. You have a yeah, movie. but that's it. The only villain that doesn't die is Sandman. And uh, um, Harry, he lives throughout the three. 
No, he doesn't. Okay, until the end end, but he lives between movies. There were supposed to be more, so obviously no. Okay. Um, I remember I had something else I wanted to say about... Um, oh, okay, I remember. I love how uh, when Green Goblin has J.K. Simmons up in the air and he's like threatening to kill him. I love how Jameson would rather die than snitch on Peter Parker. Yep. That yeah, is so that's funny. A, it's a real good moment. It's that's a really that's good moment. Like, it's it's uh uh what's the fucking re- reporter like bullshit. Yeah. Like keeping your sources. Yeah. That was so funny because he could have ratted on him and he didn't. Yeah, it's a quality <laughs> quality character moment. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that part a lot. <laughs> you know there's a I think it's it's the second one. There's a deleted scene where he puts on the costume. J.K. Simmons? Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, that. Yes. There's, a J, there's a deleted scene where J.K. Simmons puts on the Spider-Man costume. Oh, my God. Because he gets it. Yeah, because he hangs it up, yeah. Isn't that the and second And then when one? Spider-Man takes it back. Yes. Yeah, the second movie, yeah. Not All right, so there yet. Okay. Should we, do our, should we do our favorites and then... Okay, before yeah, we get into just, that, I have one on. final thing I want to say about this movie. Uh, so Frankie, okay. remember how you were talking about uh, the way we watch the movies and how I said I'm going to beat you? Yeah. So I've seen Spider-Man one probably over a dozen times, right? I, so same. I was of thinking, course. like, if I'm going to watch this movie by myself, there's Did you no watch way it on VHS. Just hear me out. There's no way I can physically bring myself to do it by myself, oh, no. like the way it's normally intended to watch. <laughs> So I decided to experiment a little bit, and I I, I actually watched it synced up with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And what I found was startling. I have information no one else has. So so, um, I'm going to – I took a bunch of notes. So um, the album begins and ends with with like 30 seconds of heartbeat. So I decided to start the album because there's this like there's an opening credits with a song in the movie. So I started the album. The longest we didn't talk about that. How all of these movies have way too long opening yeah. credits. So I started yeah, the album immediately as the song ends and Peter starts talking. So there's that heartbeat as Peter's talking, and there's the heartbeat as he introduces Mary Jane, and then uh, as soon as he walks up onto the bus, the instrumental for "Breathe" starts, and it's this like ominous kind of instrumental and this is as he's walking on the bus and he's getting like bullied like everyone's telling him not to sit with him and it fits i think it fits pretty well um so one thing that i loved was that when harry osborne is talking to norman osborne in the in the car the lyric i'm not afraid of who i am says like the pink floyd says that lyric as they're talking about how Harry's going to grow up. And I think that's really interesting how it, you know, works with each other. Um, Oh, uh, the lyric run comes up as soon as everyone is called into the museum and we see Toby Maguire, like running into the museum. I think that's interesting. Richard, you're such a nerd. Uh, on the run, uh, plays. Okay. Wait, I want to, I want to get to the interesting parts. So it's just, yeah, for the first, cool. like, ten minutes, it just fits, like, really well. And it's, like, a neat music video and, like, the aura of the songs are matching what's happening visually. And then it kind of becomes insane because it, it starts immediately as we get to the science lab. Because the clocks for time, you guys familiar with that song? Yes. Okay. It starts with clocks ringing. 
That's how the song opens. And as soon as the clocks start ring- ringing, we cut to the science lab for Norman. And I was like, that's so weird. And it, and then the first two minutes of time after that is just this slow, like, drum thing. It's not a lot of is going on, but it's just perfectly fitting this moment of Norman talking to the scientists and the people that are above him. And so that's during the prelude when he's talking to the military. It just fits really well. And then the second it cuts to Peter's aunt and uncle discussing their job and how they're getting older and Peter's getting older, the lyrics to time start. And time is like all about how um, your life goes by and the ticking of time and how you get older. And it's just really weird that it fit really well. And then Peter okay. comes in and he runs upstairs and Peter goes upstairs and he transforms into the Spider-Man. And as that's happening, the guitar solo of time starts and his whole transformation is happening during the solo of time. It's insane. Think uncovered something. Okay. So that happens. And then, so uh, when Peter wakes up, right? Uh, as soon as Peter wakes up, they have the beginning of Great Gig in the Sky, which is this, like, the beginning of it is, like, this piano, drums kind of thing. It's very smooth. And it's as he's waking up from a coma. And it just fits so well. And a me... Okay, so Great Gig in the Sky, the way the lyrics go for that is it's just a gospel singer who's, like, improvising over this instrumental, and she's just making moans and yelling for, like, the whole six minutes or whatever. Jake, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. The lyrics immediately kick in as Peter looks out the window to see Mary Jane. And I was like, that is so weird. And this is when I stopped being like, this is a weird coincidence to like, I think this is like on purpose. And this, yeah. So he's checking out his muscles as like the piano and the drums are building up as it's building up intensity. He's looking at his um, muscles, and then, like, the vocals come in as immediately as he looks at Mary Jane. Muscles. And there was this moment that shocked me. So, what? Peter's walking down the sidewalk to the bus, right? And there's a train oh in the background. And the train, like, it honks. So they had to have edited in the sound of the train honking, right? Yes. This is when the woman's, like, moaning and yelling. The honk syncs up perfectly with one of the yelling with one of the vocals of that the woman is delivering perfectly it builds Richard, up we're not doing a conspiracy theory I podcast swear to God. Oh God. No, okay they needed to edit this horn in and it synced up perfectly with great gig in the sky dude this has to be on purpose and there are tons of moments that made me think that this was on purpose. My favorite scene in the movie. Okay, okay, hear me out. I have to keep going. We're so, counting it. Richard, you're going to go on a tangent. I need to keep going with this. The ching to Do money. Do it on your channel. Okay, shut up. Oh, the we're ching to money starts when Peter sees Mary Jane. going to the bathroom. <laughs> Are you really going to the bathroom? I have to. I have to go to him too. I was waiting for this to be done so that. <laughs> Should we just go and let him go on a tangent? <laughs> I need you guys to be here to react to this. Oh my god! Okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go over soon. the rest of it quickly. Okay. So um, that what? That you going over something quickly? <laughs> okay, I will do it. I promise. So when he first will sees you? his spidey senses, money is playing. Which is just fits so well, and as soon as the saxophone to money is playing, he's fighting Flash Thompson in the hallway, and it just like 
fits. It fits so well. And he backflips during the sax solo, and immediately after he kicks Flash Thompson, the sax solo ends and the guitar solo comes in. That cannot be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Can't be a coincidence. Um, c- can you guys... Uh, okay, one more thing uh, for the first time the album plays. When Peter and Mary oh Jane are talking God! about... <laughs> Peter and Mary Jane are talking in the backyard. It's the beginning of Us and Them. And S and M is like this slow piano with like bass and drums, and it's like fits their romantic conversation so well. And that song builds up to a climax that just it goes from low intensity to just high intensity really quick. And as soon as it goes into high intensity, Mary Jane runs to her boyfriend's car immediately. Wow! (laughs) Frankie, your sarcasm is not appreciated. Oh I don't God. care. Can you guys guess what happens immediately after the album ends for the first time? The movie ends. Oh my God. He swings on the web for the very first time immediately after the album ends. Oh my God. <laughs> Throughout this whole movie, this whole time, I was like losing my mind because it just fits so well. And I could not believe what I was watching. Um, two more things. Just two more things, and then I'll. I'll... Oh my. Um. Okay. So, one of the most iconic baselines ever is to money, right? If you look at any list of the most iconic or greatest baselines ever, "Money" by Pink Floyd is always there. The only time a bass guitar is in frame during the entire movie is the second time "Money" plays. Oh. Like, come on, that can't be a coincidence. No. Okay. Rich, when did the album come out? 1974? Oh, okay, okay. I don't know a lot about Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, one last thing. Um, oh. So, the finale, when Mary Jane falls from the bridge in slow motion, immediately as she starts falling, the piano and drums from the beginning of Great Gig in the Sky come in, and it's just the perfect music to be playing over someone who's falling in slow motion. It's perfect. And then um, Peter and, what's his name, o- Osborne's final fight or during the yelling of Great Gig in the Sky. It's, it's perfect. It fits the scene so well. And then... Um, as like the fight's getting more desperate, it's like the singing kind of lowers, and it's just it just fits the desperation of it, you know. I, th- I think I understand what Sam Raimi was going for, and I think he did it on purpose. There's no way you can convince me he didn't. It fits so well, and the only time it doesn't work is at the end when uh, Great King of the Sky ends, and then Money plays for the funeral scene. It just doesn't work. But that's the only time it doesn't work. Um, nah, I think that works. <laughs> Octavia Spencer is in this fun. movie. Octavia Spencer is actually the uh, guitarist for Pink Floyd. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> okay. wow, that Where was all very informative. Here? I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, Frank, are you also going to the bathroom? Yes. Seamless edit. Okay, uh, we should go into our favorite thing about Spider, our favorite scene of Spider-Man One, our oh, least favorite scene, that. and then our rating. Okay. Uh, my favorite scene is the final fight between Norman and Peter, and my least favorite scene is anything with Mary Jane. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, 
my favorite scene is it's hard because it's a tie because they're two of my favorite scenes in like any movie ever um but the the cage match between spider-man and randy savage um is probably one of my favorite cinematic scenes ever did your um, husband make that but, but jake only likes that scene because he's homophobic exactly <laughs> yeah oh, no, not like i'm me. a gay oh wait i am i came out um but probably the i just love the the first appearance of the green goblin uh when he vaporizes all of his the people that uh oh, screwed my his company and when spider-man's bouncing on all the different balloons and it's a really really fun action scene and it feels super spider-man-y and i love it okay what's your least favorite scene oh, yeah. uh Richard's answer. <laughs> She's so bad in this movie. She's awful. In all the movies, but especially in this movie for me. I can't stand her. Okay, uh, my favorite scene is kind of cheesy. I like the uh, with great power comes great responsibility monologue scene. That's a good scene, though. It's it's that perfect like superhero, like what they need to hear before they become the superhero scene. It's like it's directed well, it's acted amazingly by both parts, and it's just very personal. And it's just really great. And then my least favorite oh, uh, what was it? I had it at the top of my head and now I'm drunk and forgot it. Oh no. Oh no. Just go with our answer. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I mean, it is partially. Oh no! Now I remember. It is her still. It's the scene when he's trying to take photos of her, and she's fake acting, fake poses. Uh, <laughs> she like holds her hands up, like ah, ah, ah. It's like fuck you. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you want right. to give our ratings now? I'm giving Spider-Man one an A minus. Oh, we're doing. Oh, we're doing letter we're grades. Doing you guys can do out of ten if you want. I, I, I do. I give Spider-Man one and eight out of ten. Nice. I I give it a yeah eight out of ten. Nice. We all have the same grade. Solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I, if I were to yeah, do a number, a, it would be eight. So all right, nice. It's yeah. a good movie. We I can't deny that. It's great. All right, now we're moving on to the Empire Strikes Back of Star of Spider-Man. All right, movie. time to <laughs> time to blow <laughs> through the worst one. Let's get through <laughs> this real quick. Spider-Man. <laughs> Two out of ten. Move on to Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, Never a copyright. <laughs> All right. I think Spider-Man Two has improved on Spider-Man One in almost every single way. I think it's better. Aside from one thing, I think it's better in every way. Every character gets better. <laughs> Mary Jane is still bad. Um, the fight scenes are better. The CGI is so much better. It, it, yeah, yeah, we don't have mannequin. Did we talk about? Yeah, we did talk about mannequin Spider Man. Yeah, the yes, camera work is way better. I think the villains, um, r- the writing for the villain is way better. The- Doc Ock gets the story he deserves. Guys, the CG for Doc Ock's arms. Oh it's my fantastic. god! It's a lot of practical effects it's so too. Good. Though. Yeah, I think it that's is. Why His shorter CG- arms are practical. What I think why the CG works so well to this day is because it's edited seamlessly into the practical effects to the point where you could barely yeah, tell the difference. The only yeah. time it's CG, I think, is when they extend. Mm-hmm. Like when they become super long, which I do have a problem with because how the fuck does that work? But like... <laughs> 
okay, if we wanted to nitpick yep. the practicalities of this movie, we could talk all day. Like, what was the train <laughs> doing? Was it just going on a track that they knew didn't have an ending? Oh, we'll talk about the train. Okay. <laughs> the train's Actually, a, the train's I a watched... Big. I watched a fucking I I, wa- I sent the Snapchat that I watched a video of the science behind Spider Man and that scene is fully like scientifically proven to work. Nice, because it's distributed. It's distribution of weight. Okay. Much. Um. <laughs> uh, I love- yeah. The um. I, I just wanted to say that uh. I think now that we're going over these, I think now I'm starting to see the picture a little more of because Sam Raimi is really good at practical effects uh like uh, i think i'm probably the only person in here who's seen evil dead i have not seen it i have not seen the evil okay dead. evil dead has really really amazing practical effects for like 1980 90 or whenever it came out it was or it or yeah it was just really old movie great um and there's a lot of practical effects in that movie and they come off as really really well done it's kind of like the thing but like super campy uh yeah. in terms of practical like practical effects and how instrumental they were making that movie really good um but i think he just kind of probably saw the success of cgi in 2002 and tried to make it work for the first one and it just kind of didn't so maybe because of how successful the first one was they realized oh let's just make this guy do what he's good at and we'll give him access to practical effects and also cgi with more funding and now it comes out looking amazing yeah that's yeah. probably what happened in my my canonical mind. That's what I'm going to say happened. I think that sounds reasonable because I think pure this fact. movie has a bigger budget because it was the first one. Was oh yeah, successful. yeah, um, yeah. Like you could tell with all the fight scenes, a lot of the CG, like you can tell it's CG, but it still looks really, really good. And yeah. I think the fight scenes between Peter and Doc Ock were so good because Doc Ock's motivation was done so well. Like he's mad at himself for how um, he messed up with his wife and now he wants to finish his project and he's just so jaded he doesn't care anymore and the and also he's got that chip that's making yeah the, the yeah. arms that are like turning him crazy yeah and... the arms also are him crazy. can we talk he, how much of a punch can that man pack yeah what like he gets the <laughs> shit beat out of him yeah. and he's still going one thing i kept thinking of was like spider-man is super strength and like he's a superhuman so when he takes punches like that and he survives it's like understandable but doc ock he's just a guy with mechanical arms he shouldn't be able to survive all those spider-man punches but so in the uh this is addressed in multiple spider-man comics interestingly enough because so many people so many people say like baby yoda isn't actually yoda Because Spider-Man lightsaber types, and Kylo Ren should have known what each one of them were, and that's I actually read that comment once, and it gave me cancer. Oh, beautiful! Continue. (laughs) Uh, Because yeah, Spider-Man is very, very well known to have to be one of the strongest superheroes like ever, uh, based just off of like super strength alone. And they address it so many times, like how do you not just like blow somebody's head off when you punch them in the (laughs) face? And he's like, I am. 100% 100% like holding back 80% all of my punches of all my punches That's because funny. like he would kill somebody 17 times over if he did his full strength <laughs> on anybody and so I just go into like every movie just assuming that Spider-Man is not hitting nearly as hard as he c- can possibly hit because he's, he's crazy a good boy. <laughs> a good boy. I think that this movie makes all the characters better 
like Peter talking about his uncle and how it affects him and how he's like scared to be Spider-Man and he doesn't really know where he's going in life. It makes him such a more interesting character than if he knew what he wanted to do with life and he knew of everything and he was sure of everything. Like he has a lot of internal conflict and it makes for a really great character. Yeah, because being a superhero isn't a job. Like, you don't get paid to be a superhero. Exactly. So I like how they go around that of, like, he loses his job because he's a superhero, but he knows he can't just drop it because, like, he's saving people's lives. So it's like, I like that, yeah, that dynamic that they established in this movie. That's, like, the more realistic angle of, if That's you're a superhero and you're not making any money, like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's behind on his rent, he's failing his classes, and his relationships aren't... Like, you see what a real superhero is. You don't see the fucking Avengers, where it's like, yeah, Tony Stark's got my bills covered. Yeah, yeah no, we're just getting paid you, to you, do this. Yeah, he, He's just him and himself. Yeah. It's just him. And this movie doesn't give a shit about building up a universe and side movies. and like I, It's one of well. my biggest pet peeves <laughs> in like modern superhero movies where they introduce a character just to like potentially set up another movie for that character. And it's like, they do. are we watching a movie or are we watching an ad? They did, Rich. What, what, with what? Um, when they're trying to discover the name for Doc Ock, he goes, um, what about Doctor Strange? And fucking your favorite character goes, ah, oh, now that's taken. Oh, so what? They set up for Doctor Strange. Were they really going to add it into these movies? I couldn't find anything, but it that is a, like, a joke line. then. That was just a joke. I mean, I think it, but I think it was just an in-universe joke. Yeah, it has. It's still an in-universe joke, so it's still in the universe, and they Sony could have ran with it. I mean, well, Sony wasn't all the as shitty of a company then as they are now. Yeah, I mean that's debatable, <laughs> and I don't think they expected to buy out. Yeah, everything Marvel. at that point. Yeah. I think J.K. But, Simmons... I mean, everyone yeah. was ready to. Let's be honest. Everyone was ready to buy out Marvel by then. Yeah. Well, no, not at this point. This too- I mean, it was starting to go downhill. Okay. Um, I think that J. Jonah Jameson is funnier in this movie than he was in the previous movie. I think he was... Because they gave him more screen time. Yeah. He was yeah. so great. Yeah. They realized how important he was to most scenes, and they are like, well... Gotta give him more screen time, and they did it well. They didn't just make him, like, they didn't lose his character by forcing him in a little more, which is really, really nice, because a lot of movies do that, and it stinks. Yeah. Like, ooh, this thing was popular with the test audiences. Let's throw it in more. Remember J. Jonah Jameson? Hey, you shut your fucking mouth about (laughs) ports. Don't you dare come at them. Baby Yoda. (laughs) Baby, baby Yoda. Forks are cuter. How dare you! Is this gonna be a fight? <laughs> let's let's save it for later. Save it for when we talk about Porgs the movie. Oh, all right. Um, all right. So, I <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Doc Ock? Did you like him? I think Doc Ock is an amazing villain. I agree. I will not say I will not say he is better than Willem Dafoe, but. It's amazingly written. Yeah. I think my one thing that I think this movie did worse than Spider-Man 1 was I don't think the actor that played Doc Ock was as good as Willem Dafoe. I think he's great for the part. Yeah. I think he's great for the part. But... Yeah, it is good. Like, for the part, I don't think he did as good of a job as Willem Dafoe did for his part. You know what I mean? 
I yeah, don't think they can get Willem someone Dafoe. to match Willem Dafoe, though. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Like, Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin. My, like I said, my problem is with the whole trilogy is that they kill all their villains. Like, you don't you don't save them to, like, grow, and you, we get to see them get more and more evil. It's just like, ah, Green Goblin, oh, and he's dead. <laughs> okay, but, like... It was during... That was Green Goblin's movie. This is Doc Ock's movie. But we... Like, in the MCU... I don't mean to bring up the MCU again. But, like, in the MCU, we see a lot of villains go away, and then we don't see them in the sequel. Like, you could just put him in, like, that high-security prison. Like, the eagle or whatever the fuck is... The hawk is in in a fucking... uh, The vulture. (laughs) Vulture? Oops. Yeah, the vulture. Yeah, (laughs) I... They could. I, I like the the more definitive endings. I think it feels like a more satisfying conclusion yeah, to movies that, at at this time as what we know of superhero movies, it's like, oh, why couldn't they save that character for the fifth installment, seventeen years down the line? <laughs> but like <laughs> at the time that they made these, it's like, oh, that's a nice, nice good ending yeah, to my movie. Yeah, I think oh, that's it's redeeming. I'm thinking of now, but like, I would love love to see more Willem Dafoe Goblin. And not now we get to talk about. Hey, James we Franco did get to see more cheating. of him because he came up in the mirror. Don't That's know. true. He and came he back right. in the mirror. No. He's in all three movies. He is in all three movies. <laughs> so you're not but right. Is he? You're not right. But is he? We don't get to see him fly around on his little fucking board because he's dead. <laughs> Rip. Okay. Uh, the fight scene. I think the best fight scene of the whole trilogy is the train scene. Spider-Man and Doc Ock on the train, fucking duking it out, and then Spider-Man saves the train. Ooh. It's so good. Okay, that train. Oh my it's... god, it was so good. Because I was going to talk about the... Because we now we're at that point where they can CGI everything. I want to know where in New York City this fucking four-story train route is. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. So, little-known fact here. I did want to bring this up about the train scene. Um... You know, not many people know this, but very, very little known fact. I like to stress this: that Sam Raimi, as we know, he he likes practical effects. He wanted the movie to have almost entirely practical effects. Yeah. You know, insert CGI as little as possible. So when people talk about the greatest practical stunts in all of film, they start with actors like you know Jackie Chan, Tom Cruise, all their own stunts, and you know putting themselves in harm's way. But nobody mentions. The incredible feats of Tobey Maguire to literally stop a moving train in a Spider-Man costume. Can we just reflect on how much strength it takes for a human being to stop a moving train like that? I mean, it's so... Just yeah, the above-ground train in the middle of Manhattan that everyone takes daily. That totally exists. Yeah, you see, kids, back in my day, we had real actors who would actually do those stunts. <laughs> Back in my day, we had an above-ground subway in Manhattan. To film Apollo 13, we actually sent Tom Hanks to the fucking moon. (laughs) Come on, kids. Kids these days. don't understand. that shit was staged? (laughs) Nah, we almost killed Tom Hanks. (laughs) Matt Damon actually died to film Interstellar. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know why when you said Matt Damon and I was like my mind went straight to stuck on you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Spider-Man. Okay, one thing anyway, that made me wince was when Doc takes too. the shard of the building and throws it at Spider-Man, and instead of just dodging it, Spider-Man catches it with a web and just flings mm-hmm. it back at him. I love when he does that. Smacks I winced. I was like, oh my god, that's sick. Yeah. I, yeah, I will say I will say the fight scenes in this one are probably some of my favorite fight scenes ever totally like this one fully drawed me in like i watched a lot of the first one through my phone but like this one i was like yes bitch work you want to know which one really encapsulated me the third one (laughs) we're not there yet (laughs) you know what stinks is we're probably gonna cut the second one's discussion short to talk about the third one because it's so much more okay garbage train all right before we get to the third one (laughs) I want to say my favorite scene. Okay, so I uh, I realized that some of the lines Mary Jane gets in this movie are just fucking terrible. Uh, I, and I I wrote two uh, of them down. All the movies. I wrote two of them down because I couldn't I couldn't not with these two. All right, please so, share. So Peter calls her and she doesn't answer. So her voicemail comes in, and what she says for her voicemail is. Hi, it's me. Sing your song at the beep. Oh yeah, I, Who I love And then that. you hear it again in the third one. Okay. Yeah. And then and then and then uh, another one. Peter says, "I've been reading poetry." And then Mary Jane replies with, "I don't even know what that means." What? Uh, no, that's I not don't even understand line. what that means. I, I reround this twice. Is that the line? Yeah, that's a real line in these movies. He's like, I remember, like, parts of the, That's what the line was. Yeah. Mary Jane, it's not that complicated. Yikes. He's been reading poetry. <laughs> she's terrible. Well, Even in this movie, she's terrible. This she is the best movie, be and she's terrible in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, uh, do we have anything else to say about this? Um, besides, well, besides pizza great. time. Pizza time. Oh, we didn't even talk about pizza, pizza time. time. We didn't talk about bones. Oh, what? Oh, say your thing about bones. Bones is the pizza time lady. That's it. Okay. Oh, one bones, more thing I want right. to point out. Okay. Whenever I say the CG and the prequels for the Star Wars movies are terrible, some people who like those movies, who are dumb, will say, yeah, but it was in the 2000s. So obviously it wasn't going to be up to today's standards. Okay, you know what came out a year before Revenge of the Sith came out? Spider-Man, Spider-Man. 2. And the CGI Ooh. in this movie is incredible, and it still holds up to this day for the most part. I'll say for the most part. And it looks so much better than Revenge of the Sith, which came yeah, out a year Yeah, things are later. just like a little extra shiny. Yeah. I, I just I just wanted to rag on the prequels for a second. All right. Um, yeah. Do we want to say our favorite? Attack of the Clones came out as the same year as the first one. Yeah. Oh no, we didn't talk about James Franco's shitty acting beginning. I right, go for it. Say what you need to say. Fucking James Franco's character. His his father is revealed to be the Green Goblin, and he still takes his side. Yeah. Oh, I love how um, James Franco like he. He, they make him seem like he's super rich and he's like funding that science project and the uh, the science project you know it, it fucks up and he just says he found the rubber band on the floor he goes I have nothing left except for Spider-Man <laughs> I was gonna be like dude you're like 
you're rich and you're only investing in one project that's super <laughs> risky and has never been proven to work before? You're going to build money. a sun? Yeah, like you that that was your only investment? <laughs> that was your plan. <laughs> that's what you chose? <laughs> this is why your dad's disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of that. <laughs> Keep in mind, for every movie where, like, someone's parent is dead, people in every oh. scene of this movie go over to him and like, your dad would be proud. Yeah. It's so yeah. annoying. He yeah. wouldn't. It's so no, annoying. Wouldn't. That's not how real life works. It'd be super awkward if someone just came over to you every, like, other day and was like, your dad would be proud. Richard, that's not how your life's like? No, it's not what my life is like. People don't do that because that'd be awkward as hell because like, we're talking about my dead dad and then I'd be sad. So <laughs> that's why I hate it in movies when like, uh, it's just so annoying when there's like a dead parent in movies and they just do not handle it realistically at all. Hey, Rich, Rich, what? Rich, Rich. Your dad would be proud. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sitting here talking about the trilogy of Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I'm just yelling Killing in my it. room alone to my friends. <laughs> That's what you do every... Spider! <laughs> yeah. I want pictures of Spider-Man! I want pictures of Spider-Man now! Um, anyways. Um, but yeah. Okay, but he says, like, I have nothing left but Spider-Man, and then he still has his mansion, so I guess, I don't know, it just seemed inconsistent. No, it's a penthouse, you dumb fuck. You're right. Also, I love yeah. how they're ha- he's opening estate. the sun, like, Doc Ock is opening a sun, and the only- Doc Ock is creating a sun to create v- vital energy. Yeah, and the only personal protective equipment he gives out is a pair of goggles to himself. <laughs> yeah, no one else can shit. He's a fucking son, and yet here he is, just like who do 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 do. Don't worry, guys. I got this. He just puts on goggles for himself. And he's like, don't worry about it. I also love that this movie wouldn't take place if they just like did this world-ending experiment like outside of New York City, <laughs> not in one of the most densely populated metro areas in the entire world. Yeah, they could have moved that to like Kansas. <laughs> no, it's fine. We gotta do it in the city. No, we gotta do it in fucking New York. Or Yo, if this fails, it'll York. be sick. They could drive an hour north and it'd be desolate. That's true. Nah. It'd be absolutely desolate. It'd be in Jakestown. Yeah, they could go halfway to Binghamton and there you go. You'd be <laughs> fine. Boom. Go into a fucking cornfield, build a sun. <laughs> Alright, uh, do Nobody we, would care. Do we have anything else to say about this or do we want to finish Spider-Man 2 and get into 3? I think we should. Yeah, okay, we should, favorite yeah. scene. Uh, favorite. My favorite scene is the train scene, and my least favorite scene is... I'm caught between every scene Mary Jane is in and every <laughs> scene Mary Jane is in. Oh my god. Alright, those are my answers. Um. Yeah, I... I uh pretty much echo almost the same things my favorite moment was when uh toby mcguire stopped a train and my least favorite moment is when mary jane just left a wedding to go to some guy that oh, yeah. turned her down oh and my god she's just like all right uh person. i'm not getting married to this astronaut she cheats yeah. on everyone you know that's she also a setup for venom that they chose was too expensive 
She just walks out. She just leaves. Oh, okay. Sorry, bye. I'm so glad you brought that up because I completely forgot to mention the astronaut. So this guy is the son yeah. of J. Jonah Jameson. And I was yes. like, wow. I like he's one of the most charismatic characters in this whole thing. I wonder his what his son, son is, is gonna be like. Boring little bitch. Yeah, his son is a blank sheet of paper. He's so boring. Yeah. He is uh if he was a spice, he'd be flour. <laughs> Bob's burgers. I don't remember. We don't like we I think he has two lines. Yeah. Probably. Alright, alright, uh Jake, your well, Frankie, your favorite scene, your least favorite scene. Okay, my favorite scene is, of course, the train-stopping scene. I'm with Jake on that. Like, it's iconic, it's memorable. Oh, you did? Yeah. I think yeah. you may have cut out. Are you listening um, or do you want Grinder this time again? No, I don't have my <laughs> <Again>. phone! <laughs> it's just cutting. But, um, so the train scene, of course, and my least favorite scene is when Doc Ock throws the car at Peter Parker, not knowing that he's Spider-Man, like he's not gonna die from that. Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah, he doesn't care at that point. Like he's just like, I'm gonna throw a car. Like he doesn't know shit. Like he would have died. Yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't Spider-Man, there might like oh, we keep going. It's it, it, like, come on, dude. Oh, I gotta get this dude's attention. Here's a car through a cafe window. Yeah. That reminds it's, me. It's even oh. stupider. Oh, <laughs> you go, you go. I was gonna say it's just even stupider because it's because Harry. The reason why he throws the car is because Harry tells him that Peter is the link to finding Spider-Man. So he throws a car at Peter in the middle of like a cafe. When, at like, Peter Parker, he would just not kill him. Spider-Man. How, he would just kill him. Like, how are you gonna find Spider-Man if you just kill the guy that is like your link Supposed to Spider-Man? To be your link. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. You know what else makes zero sense? All of Spider-Man Three. Doc Ock is holding Harry Osborn over the building, and he's like, "Give me the whatever the thing is, the sun." The, and, the the sun rock yeah the sun rock and harry's like bring me peter and i'll give you the rock and it's like he could just kill no, bring you. me spidey like doc Ock could just be like no i'll drop you off this building like we watched him rip out a vase before <laughs> what's to stop him this time yeah and like it was just in a safe behind a painting you think Wait, Doc Ock- we didn't talk <laughs> we didn't talk about when he robs the bank of coins that was so cool I, I so I cool, but why is he stealing coins? Is. I love how dumb that is. Yeah, it's it's dumb. He's who cares? You know, there is game. actual like script writing behind it. What? They're like priceless coins from a sunken pirate ship. What? But it's that's n- awesome. It's, yeah, right. But they never bring it up. Oh, so they he's should've. just robbing a bank of coins. <laughs> why does like it's Aunt cool May... with just the coins? But <laughs> why does Aunt May kick the bank teller? Because she thinks she's kicking Peter because she's senile. All right. Uh, do we want to get tell our grades for Spider Man Two? It sounds like we really want to talk about Spider Man Three. Oh, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a nine point five. Ooh. Okay. Nine. Uh. I'll give it. Uh, probably give it a nine. I guess like between eight point five nine eight point seven five. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with 8.75. I would. All right, I would give it an A, so nine out of ten. 
really love it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think aside from a few dumb writing decisions, it's perfect for what it's trying to be. If Mary are Jane we, wasn't we, in it, it'd be a perfect 10. <laughs> <laughs> are we getting into the, the meat and potatoes finally? Right, uh, <laughs> this is okay. what it's all built up to, really. I mean, Spider-Man 3! <laughs> who wants to start? I will. Okay. Um, let's, okay. Let's, let's just go straight into James Franco. <laughs> Let's talk about how his shitty character became shittier to the shittiest. <laughs> like, his character progression is the fucking worst. We will, we will get to his shitty, like, practical effect burnt later in the end. Oh, yeah. But, like, like what the fuck? Like, your father is shown to be this awful villain. You find his lair, and you're still on his side? <laughs> You still chose to be on your father's shitty side. I spit on my computer. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Oh, I fucking hate him. And, and then he gets the shit beat out of him and he gets amnesia. Oh, and it's bad. like, oh, great. I hope this sticks. It doesn't. The pie is great. <laughs> so good. And so then he good. disappears in two seconds. Jake, what did you think so of Spider-Man 3? Uh, this movie is... It, it's, it's baffling to me that... I, I don't know who else has seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I have one not. I saw both of them in theaters. <laughs> okay, I also thing. saw both of them in theaters. Um, this movie has... It has the exact same problem it's, as Amazing Spider-Man 2 does. Um, which is... Like over villain over plot like there are too many things happening and too many villains which is really and stupid edgy spider-man it, it makes I'm for a, a really bad mm. ending scene like it's like you can't keep track of everything that's going on i thought it, the ending to amazing spider-man 2 was good with the killing oh spoiler but the killing of gwen stacy we're not we're not talking about that this podcast but no, yeah, so and we so never will. For Richard, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two has uh, another Green Goblin. Um, it has Electro, and it has there's a Rhino. third one. And it Rhino's, has Rhino. Rhino's of, yeah. But what's Fun the fact: other the only one of Hans Zimmer's scores that isn't on Spotify is the score he did for Amazing Spider-Man Two. Because <laughs> he had to do it with Pharrell Williams. Oh god. <laughs> also Danny Elfman for the score of this one. You know, everyone's favorite Coachella headliner Danny Elfman uh dropped out for Spider Man three. Wow. Alright, here's my thing with Spider Man three. I we have no- I don't think it's a bad movie. I it's not off. I enjoy it. I think it's a big mixed bag, but overall I enjoy watching <laughs> it. And I would watch it again. I think that this movie, weirdly enough, has a lot of the same problems that Rise of Skywalker did. As to where they're just trying to do too much in not enough time. And they're retconning things that should not be retconned. Like Sandman being the real killer of Uncle Ben. I, I think that's the movie's biggest crime is that to me. Because it's such... A foundational element of. I'll get to that. 
It's such a foundational <laughs> element of Peter Parker's character. And like similarly yeah. with Ray, her the foundation of her character was that anyone can be special. It doesn't matter what your background is. And like this movie and Rise of Skywalker retconned those very, very key Specials. elements of these characters that were started in the first movie. So Um, I have to disagree. Like Let's keep it to. Let's not do a, get, get a big discussion about Star Wars. But what do you mean you disagree? I disagree. I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet, but I disagree Ooh, in the oof, fact that it can be treat. anyone. But because he's still randomly bit by a spider, it's not the fucking musical plot that I had to fucking watch a forty minute video. Okay, wait, but I didn't mean like a one to one comparison. I mean like what I mean. I don't what, know. what the compa- but that's what the I'm trying to complain about this is that it's. Both movies retcon something important from the first two movies, right? So, yeah. like what they did with Ray and what this one does with how I Uncle mean, ben I, dies. I do believe in the the retcon, but it's not the same sort of retcon because Spider Man is still that that nerdy kid from Queens that gets fucking bit by a spider and chosen to be this superhero. Uh huh. Um, but I. I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. I so think I this movie, it. Spider-Man 3, is way better than Rise Sucks. of Skywalker. So. <laughs> yes, I will that agree is, with that. Whoa, now I really need to see it. I will that's definitely a, that is agree a with that. That is a huge statement. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, imagine yeah. like all the complaints you have about this movie. Imagine that, but way, way worse. And that's basically oh. Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah, as I much will... as like this movie is like, very clustered and like messy rise of skywalker gave me like a headache watching oh it. yeah like, i was like like this we is even too have, fast we even i don't know what's going Venom on yet. um but yeah I, I think uh i can understand i think the only thing is like can you because the weird thing is is that nobody complained about like how uncle ben was killed and then i think sam raimi just took it in a weird different direction well, so I don't really know the, if it's like retconning. It's more just like he messed it up and like did a stupid thing with it by taking it in a different direction than most Spider-Man material has. Well, gone. no, the problem was that um, Sam Raimi had an idea for the third movie, and Sony intervened that he had to change a lot of shit. Like the well, that Venom, sounds about right. It was only supposed to be Sandman and uh, fucking James Franco being New Gob. Or whatever the fuck that fucking ski snowboarder looking motherfucker was. I think that would make it better. Like either take out <laughs> Sandman or Venom, and yeah, then the movie's infinitely better. <laughs> I mean, leave Venom James because Franco they as Venom last minute. Osborne because he needs to be there. But I, I yeah. say take out. I don't know which one. I say take drop out. Sandman. I easily say drop Sandman. There's no reason. Yeah, for Sandman I say drop. Sandman. I say easily drop Venom. Venom. No. You. How are y'all gonna defend Ho for okay, Grace? Hear me out. Hear me out. I, defend Ho for Grace. Okay. Go. Here's what I'll say about Venom. I think um, with that, uh, I love how Tom Hardy and Venom work together. I love how uh, when Venom looks at Tom Hardy and he's like, you know, I was also a loser on my planet. And I love how Eminem wrote a song that should have gotten Oscar. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm wait, sorry. I'm thinking about the Wait, Oscar. we're talking wait, about wait, the wait, wrong, wait, movie, wrong movie, you dumb bitch. Venom, Venom, gotta go get him. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, for real, though. I, okay, this, 
I want to explain my own personal personal bias is I grew up on that 70s show. So in my mind, Topher Grace can do no wrong. Have you ever seen Black Clansman? He plays the head of the Ku Klux Klan. And he basically oh, he does That movie deserved so many more awards. Okay, he literally played the head of the Ku Klux Klan, just like he played Eric Foreman in that 70s show. It was hilarious to me for that. But It's amazing. I think uh, Topher Grace is not the problem with the character. I think the problem with the character... Topher Grace is so the problem! No, no, it was the writing. No, he's not. What? He's, you yeah. could put Daniel Day-Lewis in that role and he would do nothing with the writing because the writing was so bad. Well, I mean, I will say this in defense of Tom of, of uh, Sam Raimi. Um, he didn't want to put Venom in the third movie. He, he was yeah, forced to. That's true, yeah. And he, he literally, in interviews, says he has no, like, any research into Venom. He was just, like, told, here's Venom, do it. He just heard Eminem perform that song, and he was like, I know what that Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's, because it, that's why I would be so much more okay with this movie, is if you took Sandman out, is because all Venom needs is, like, a really good like, Venom's an anti-hero for a reason, is that if you give half of the movie to Spider-Man, and, like, maybe dealing with, like, James Franco stuff, and then you give the other entire half to, like, Topher Grace and Venom, and, like, a slow build-up to okay, this is how this character was born, basically. Not just mm-hmm. like, oh, pictures or something. I don't know, whatever, who cares. Um, then, like, it would be way more impactful and way more interesting, because Topher Grace is a great actor, and I think he would have done great if you gave him a chance to do really well. Yeah, this, I but I mean, let, let's talk about um, the fact when he reveals that he's dating Gwen Stacy, played by oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. So played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Bad! He just walks right? up behind the police captain, and he's like, oh, that's Gwen. And the police captain's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Eddie Brock, and I'm dating your daughter. And I'm dating your daughter. Wow, that's yeah. subtle writing. Good job, guys. Wow, look at that. Like, you hit it out of the And then park. we don't see James Cromwell again. He plays the captain. Of Manhattan, and we see him for ten seconds. Yeah, it's not good. And okay, we have it. I, since we're talking about Gwen Stacy, I had to write something down for Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy is the police captain's daughter, who is also Eddie Brock's love interest, and he's she's Peter's science partner, and his his yep. uh, alternate love interest. In the black suit. So she's connected to so much that it would and seem like... her shitty yeah. writing. So you think that she has something to do in this story, and she really doesn't. See, my thought was, like, Spider-Man 4, um, Spider-Gwen, and then I read that Spider-Gwen wasn't a thing until 2014. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I thought that would have been a great setup, like, Spider-Man all of a sudden fucking Gwen Stacy's on the scene and Bryce Dallas Howard to play Spider-Gwen is amazing. I love Bryce Dallas Howard so much. Bryce Dallas Howard is really, really good at being surrounded people who are way more talented than she is in every movie she's in. (laughs) When she's alone, she's great, but when she's around better people, it's like, oh, she's not as great. You know what? You know what? I will defend her till the end of time. In what that episode of Black Mirror she's in? I have not seen it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but um, 
She also, fun fact, she directed an episode of The Mandalorian. Really? Huh. And it was my favorite episode. Like, I was like, wow, this episode was great. Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. What? That's weird. <laughs> she directs, uh, Jake, did you watch The Mandalorian? I, uh, I watched up to three. Oh, uh, no, she directs episode five. Okay. Well, uh, she there. directs, It's and it's amazing. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden, Bryce Dallas Howard appeared. I was like, whoa! <laughs> but so she is great. Very, very oh, different in this movie, and I, I like the look. I think she she pulls off the look very well. Okay, she pulls off Gwen Stacy comic wise yeah. very well. Better, I will say, not acting wise better than Emma Stone, but look wise way better than Emma Stone. Okay, so speaking of Gwen Stacy, they have this parade, and she goes, "And now, welcome your friendly neighborhood Spider Man." And it's like Spider Man wants to keep his identity a secret. Did any of them communicate with Spider-Man about when to show up? How'd they know he was going to be there? And also... Yeah, wait! Uh, Spidey comes up, Austin stays next to her, and then the audience just starts yelling, Kiss him! Kiss him! Kiss! What?! And then the one little kid is like, no, Spidey, don't do it. And, then, and I'm like, yeah, don't do it. You're, I, I like that. Yeah, you want like to propose to Mary Jane and she's watching <laughs> and you know she's watching and then he kisses her anyway. Yeah. Like, what a dick. Can we talk about how much of a dick Peter Parker is he's through this dick. entire film? Really like, he doesn't, <laughs> like, even before he's introduced to Venom, he's wow. still an asshole. Yeah. Did you just, did you just do the Eminem Venom voice? Um. No. Shut up. <laughs> Stop. Anyways, he's a dick! Yeah. <laughs> like, the scene when he's gonna propose the first time, he's still not introduced to the Venom embryoid, or whatever the fuck it's called. The and symbio. he's still just like, symbio. symbioid. Whatever. And he's symbio. still a dick! He's still like, oh, I totally get it, you know, as Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> shut up! Yeah, Mary Jane's complaining about the bad review she got, and Spider-Man's just like, oh, well, a lot of people don't like Spider-Man. It's like, dude, this isn't about you! This is not about you. Like, your girlfriend's upset about something, and you just make it about yourself? He may... Th- the, I don't even know why she takes him back in the end. I don't know either. I don't know why anyone loves anyone in this movie. Everyone's a dick. <laughs> James Franco. Every Sandman. Venom. Gwen Stacy. She's a bitch. She's a model. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jane, like, almost cheats on Peter with Harry. Peter cheats on Mary Jane with Gwen Stacy. Uh, they were Brock broken up. I will give him that. Stacey. There's a love... Pentagon no, in wait, this movie. Wait, no. The thing is, Eddie Brock introduces himself as I'm dating your daughter, but then it's later revealed that they only went on one date. Yeah. Why would he say yeah. that then? Because he's a fucking... He's really that, I don't like the way they produced Eddie Brock. I, you, I don't care what you fucking have to say about Topher Grace. I loved that 70s show so much. Yeah. But fuck Topher Grace's Eddie Brock. No. It doesn't make sense. No, okay. No. Topher Grace... Yeah. <laughs> Why is there trail mix? The problem with Venom and Eddie Brock isn't Topher Grace. The problem is the writing. Writing for him is terrible. Topher Grace because... does everything to ask him to do well. I hate it when people say that the problem with this movie is Topher Grace. 
Like, yeah. It's you... Venom in general. It's not Topher Grace. It's Venom. But I've heard people say that it's Topher Grace as an actor. That's the problem with this movie. No, Topher Grace was given what he was given. It's Venom. Venom fucking sucked because Sam Raimi had no idea what the fuck to do with him. Yeah. They were just throwing, he was just throwing Venom. Yeah, like a meteor crashes at the beginning of the movie and oh, now there's Venom. Like, do you know, do you know that, um, the boyfriend from the last movie, the, uh, fucking, uh, what's it, the editor's boyfriend, son, whatever the fuck, was supposed to go to space and introduce Venom, but because of budget cuts, mm-hmm. they didn't do it. Yeah. They sent Tom Hanks to space for Apollo 13, why not? Yeah, why couldn't they send Sophie, or Jason's son? Come whatever on. the fuck that actor's name is who plays uh, her, her boyfriend in the first, in the second movie. Well, you know what, I'm glad they didn't, because he was a stale piece of wood. <laughs> like what? I want to see him alone? No. No. He's supposed to turn into the space wolf too. He's another villain. Space wolf? He is. Space wolf. I don't know if that's his proper name, but that's pretty much what he is. Okay, um yeah, he, he is a major character outside of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Can we talk about uh edgy Peter Parker dancing? Oh no. Uh, oh, here we go. Or do we start say? with the uh, jazz club? Do we start later on with the jazz club scene? Or do we start with the street scene? Let's just do both. <laughs> Let's start with the street scene. I watched that scene in mute just to get the full effect. <laughs> yeah, th- that video that replaces all of the like music with realistic sound effects is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It makes so me good. shudder harder than like any video I've ever watched because it's, it's just amazing. so painful. Because it's like that's because what, it's so bad. It that's is what so Toby McGuire was going through when he had that scene happening. That's what he had to act out without the music. It just it's so painful. Yeah, this is why I'm saying Topher Grace isn't the problem because it's like Toby McGuire was supposed to do that. How do you expect Topher Grace to? Well, that's <laughs> that's still the that's still the Venom problem. That wouldn't have been a problem if Venom wasn't written into the movie. When Peter's dancing in the jazz club in front of his ex-girlfriend, Mary Jane, I cringed so hard. I couldn't tell if that scene was bad or good. It was terrible! (laughs) What do you mean you couldn't tell? Because, like, part of it's like, oh, he's being that Venom dick, but other parts are like, this is just bad. (laughs) Oh my god. Like, that was the only good Venom, like, taken over scene. Like, he's just like, I'm gonna be the biggest dick to be the biggest dick. Can we talk about uh can we talk about the amnesia? Oh, this is the only time I like James Franco in the entire movie it's, series. I was, I was gonna say that the only time I've ever felt chemistry between anybody is when James Franco and Kirsten has amnesia or whatever her name is, or like Kirsten Dunst like hooking up basically. And they have that that kiss, and I'm like, okay, I can. They're like feel this. making food, and they're like doing fun things, and they're hanging oh, do you want to know a like, fun fact? All right, all right, this is cool. Yeah, Jake, they like so, act like a normal person instead of robots being told to act like true, they're in love. Yeah. Who wants to know a fun fact about the whole uh, James Franco storyline? Go for it. Oh. So he's dead. So the whole point is he's using that um, gas his dad used that gives him a bad side. Like in the mood, like and the bad side is his father and the butler that gives him that whole monologue is supposed to have a much bigger part where that's his good side. And he's not real. Ooh, ooh. right. Like, and then the whole scene, but it does kind of make the whole scene 
where he's yelling, get food! I need food! People are coming over! Like, and then there's no food. It's supposed to make more sense. Speaking yeah, of food, okay. did you notice how, like, awful that omelet looked? It, it did look pretty bad. He flipped it Can over, and Mary Jane is like, oh, it looks so good. And I'm like, oh bitch, God. that's raw. That is not incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's. A, it's Can we talk about um um uh the the landlord's daughter? Yeah, she loves Peter. I thought she was a better love interest in the entire film series. Yeah, I rooted for them more. He's just like yeah, because go make she me was a better actor. Go make me cookies. Yeah, make. Do you have nuts? Do you have nuts? Go make someone's nuts. More. I've made cookies. Cookies are hard to make. Go make me some cookies with nuts in them. Like she just made you a plate Jake, of cookies. You can't experience that. It's, it's uh. like she just made it, and then she goes and makes them. She's head over heels for people. Okay, okay. So it's a six-way. What? What is what is? So we've got Henry. What, what, what's a six? What's a polygon? The six side. I think it's Septicon. A Decepticon. 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 We have a love yeah, Decepticon it's, it's between Decepticon. Peter, the neighbor girl, Mary Jane, Harry, uh, Eddie Brock, Gwen Stacy, Harry again. It's like... Uh, Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get to her tea monologue? What 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 monologue? The three-minute monologue about, so then we swam to the island. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh my god, shut up! <laughs> It's just like this three-minute monologue where he gives her... Wait, did I watch a different Why edition? Why do I not remember this? Oh, I, I may have watched an editor's edition. I, I mean, this might have happened, and I could just have a terrible... Memory. No, I, I remember talking about swimming to an island with Uncle yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah, Aunt May has like a five-minute monologue about how um, Uncle Ben proposes. Yeah, And it's yeah. pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's because he was thinking of proposing with the ring or whatever, and then he doesn't propose because like the rings in the bottom of the whatever like bruce campbell's in that scene with the restaurant i don't remember it's something about that it's yeah no it's at it's at aunt may's apartment because you remember he she lost her house to um what's his face from community i don't know what's the community the soup i know what you're talking about i just don't know his name yeah, him. I don't know what scene He's you guys are talking about. I'm looking in my memory, and I do not remember the scene, and I watched this movie today. Yeah, that's a, it's a full-on scene. It's like a really long, stupid monologue. Um, can we talk about how many conveniences there are in this movie to move the plot along? Oh, my. Can we talk about uh, her shitty, pl- her musical Wait, wait, I need to get into the conveniences first. So, uh, Sandman just so happens to run into a sci- a top secret scientific lab where they're performing an experiment where he gets shocked into being Sandman, and then I mean that's most superheroes. And then yeah, he's I mean, running like through whatever. the street and he's getting chased <laughs> by police officers, and there just so happens to be oh, the a sand truck, truck of sand. Yeah, that one I will give you. Yeah. <laughs> and then that one I wanted to talk about because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, why is there a sand truck in the middle of Manhattan? Yeah, I keep bringing up Man- like the fucking above ground train, the four level fucking train tunnel. That's not how the city works. I feel like Sam Raimi only filmed in Manhattan for Spider Man and had never been there before. Yeah, and then um, like that's how it feels. What else? Okay, so. 
uh, Peter Parker is taking off the Venom suit, and Eddie Brock just so happens to be at the same church. It's the same church. Like, I think they're both in Queens. No, I can't even say the the paper is located in Queens because the paper is located at the Flatiron Building. There's one church in all of New York, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's and it's not even that fucking chapel by uh, Rock Center. It's like I don't even know what fucking church that was. It's just so awkward how this movie goes between like, okay, this is the segment for Eddie Brock. This is the segment for Venom. This is the segment for. Green Goblin. This Eddie is the Brock. segment for Sandman. It's like, it's just so jumbled. That's, a, you that's villain one. overloaded. Yeah. You gotta pick one. You can't just it's, go with it's all of them. It's far too much. Too much. It's far too much. It feels so like, feels so rushed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even say my, like, my feelings for some, the beginning of Spider-Man 2 felt like they were writing as they went. Is that Was that just me? Was what, just you? I couldn't hear. The beginning of Spider-Man 2 felt like they were writing as they went. I didn't get that feeling. Spider-Man I, 2. like, a little bit, and then towards the middle, it felt all put together. This movie really just felt like a jumble thought. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a lot of studio interference for this movie. It's yeah, that's what I am attributing to this one, is that it feels very... Yeah. This is the movie Sony Studio-ish. put their hands too much into. Like, they like, gave Sam Raimi this. a little bit of this. range in the first one. Yeah. Uh, uh, they put their hand in the second one, and this one they just like fisted it. It's so dumb too because the other two, they let Sam Raimi do what he wanted, and they made a ton Especially of money. Yeah, that's the problem with Sony is they feel like they know what's going on, so they have to control. Shit. No, they're a bunch that's of old why boomers that don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. That's why they had there was that big battle of Marvel because. I, I know you don't like the homecoming, the home movies, I'm going to call them. But the home movies, they that's why Marvel wanted total control, because Sony doesn't know what the fuck to do. No, like, they if wanted you, total control because Disney's a green, terrible company. That too, but they are also correct that Sony doesn't know what the fuck... Have you read some of the emails about Spider-Man, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man? Okay, look. I I, I I have read some of the emails, but Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, made by Sony, is the best Spider-Man movie, and it's better than any movie that Disney's sure. made for Super. I will say that. I will agree with that. But I feel like all Amazing Spider-Man is the true version of Sony sticking their hand into their movie. Well, yeah, but clearly they learned from that and made Spider-Verse. Of course, they've learned, but I don't think they can learn in the live-action form again. We'll see. I don't know. I, I don't think they could ever do a live action Spider-Man movie. I just don't think they get it. <laughs> I we ha- here's what I'll say. I will have to say we will have to see in Spider-Verse 2 that comes out in 2021 or 2022. I'm scared. I hope it's just as good. I I I loved the end of that fucking movie in the setup with the fucking no in the like the classic yeah. 60s scene. Like, I hope that's what it sticks to, but, you know, Sony, you can't fucking trust anything. Yeah, exactly. This this podcast is pretty much just a big fuck you to Sony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think I, I railed on Stick Sony for a long time, but with Spider-Verse, maybe they're tun- turning a new leaf. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, can we talk we'll about, see, for Spider-Man 3, can we talk about the final battle and how messy it is? That battle's... I it's... thought it was great. Really? 
I love the final battle in Spider-Man 3. The the fight scene I hate in that movie is the second one between him and Harry. Oh, it was in, terrible. Like, that one's so bad, and then he like busts out, and I was kind of like, ooh, turned on by Spider-Man, and then it just went downhill. You know what I think? I, I With the second one, I kept saying, oh my god, these visual effects are stunning. And then the fight between Harry and Peter in Spider-Man 3 is a CG nightmare. It's horrible. The CGI is terrible. This, it's painful to look at. Yeah. The first fight has awful CG, and then the second fight between them is just really bad choreography. Like, the whole knife's in the wall and him... Like, come on. Like, it's just boring. It's just predictable. Yeah. Like, the first one goes on forever. It just does not stop. Yeah, it, like, the, like, this, like, the snowboarding scene between some random tight alley. Yeah. It's like that all of a sudden bursts open into a wider. That's not how fucking archaeology works. That that's not the word. That's not how geography works. I almost said geography, but I did. How long is the Stark Alley? Because they were in it for a long time. Yeah, like one. How long is it? Two. How does it widen out after a certain point? Like that's not how buildings work. A building just uh, they don't all of a sudden go. Okay, I'm going apart. How many pipes are connecting these two buildings? Because there's a lot of pipes. <laughs> and then it ends with a fucking tripwire. Yeah. And, like, oh my god, he's trying to catch the ring. That looked so stupid. That was... I, uh, that's the only oh, part I liked! I, it was so I blocked dumb. that out of my head. That looked so bad. It looked so terrible. The ring was so fake, though. I will say that. But that's the only part of that sequence that I enjoyed. It looked so bad. It really looked bad. It's it's bad. Okay, so it's just bad. The final fight scene, I thought. Okay, there are things that I really like about it. I really like. Fun fact: It's supposed to be Gwen Stacy in the taxi, but Kirsten Dunst went. Then why the fuck am I here? Put me in that fucking taxi. Okay, that's one thing that pissed me off. Okay, people complain about in Star Wars how many Death Stars there are, which is something that I think is a reasonable complaint. But yeah, why are they yes. this movie? Every single climax in the trilogy has Mary Jane being kidnapped. Do the first movie. <laughs> they tried to. They tried to. I will say they tried to done some to stretch it away for that. But Kirsten Dunst went, uh, uh, uh. I'm the love interest. Put me in that, that fucking kidnap. It worked in the first movie. It worked in the second movie. Although after the second movie, I was like, ah, right, this is a little much. And then the third movie, like, come on. Third. Oh, and third. then Eddie Brock with the web on the on his uh, web, he wrote in the sky, like, <laughs> come fight me, oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Come here. Like, oh my silly. god. Oh, it was so it was dumb. so dumb. I love that we're in St. Cosby. <laughs> okay, I wrote this down. Um, when they were fighting and when... Uh, um, oh, what's the guy's name? When, Oh my god. Green Goblin. When oh, James Franco, Green Goblin. Oh, New Goblin. Yeah, New Goblin. When, when New Goblin comes back, it cuts to these kids that are watching the fight. And one of the kids goes, awesome! And then the other kid goes, wicked cool! <laughs> you know, you know what kid I loved—the one that sells the camera to camera, Yeah, oh, that, was so that kid is big New York energy to the max. That's he, yeah. you can get the camera for a hundred bucks. Takes the camera, opens it, no film. Film is extra. Yes, bitch. 
Get your money! Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jameson, I love how he's like in anger management mode and he has to take pills and stuff. Take pills. And Elizabeth Banks is trying his hardest, but it's just pissing him off more. Yeah. <laughs> take the take your pills. Okay. Not that <laughs> one. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> it's fucking Elizabeth Banks killed it. Oh, she's one. so good. Once again, that's Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Okay, wait, I want to get back to the ending. The final fight. So, <laughs> we have... Uh, the way they defeat Venom, I think, is so stupid. But that's Venom's weakness, and that, I can't, that's the only thing I kinda, can't fault yeah, them I, I, for it. I, I have to say that. I have to say that, because they, you can't fault them. That's Venom's weakness from the comics, Jake, is what, that pit. Jake, what were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's that's just how... The symbiotes kind of work. I have no I guess, problem is. with that being his weakness. I have no problem with that. What I'm saying is, in this film, it was not well established before it was used to defeat him. They didn't establish Venom at all. That's the problem. Yeah, because, like, they flash back to uh, Peter in the church, and after he hits the bell, the symbiote, like, breaks free. And But when I watched that the first time, I just thought it's because he ripped... The symbiote off. I never realized that it was from the bell. That's why they do oh. that flashback to the bell. Yeah, it was so. But like, they shouldn't have to have the flashback. They should have well established it in the scene when he takes the symbiote off. I kind of got yeah. it, but I mean, I don't know. I we got it mean. because we one we saw Venom in theaters. We just know about Venom. John. I never. Well, when I saw this movie, I didn't know what enemies Venom really yes. were back I, then. I, but yeah, I. Can but I, I kind of got it. That I didn't time, know about know. the sound thing until I watched the new Venom movie that came out, Venom, which oh. is awful. And <laughs> stop, <laughs> which is awful. And I thought I thought it was pretty good for a, a villain introduction or an antihero introduction movie. Okay, I like that Venom. Movie I have not seen it. Movie. I've only heard. I've, I the only thing I know from that movie is uh, the so, the Eminem song, and then uh, the scene when Venom's like. You see, Eddie, I was also a loser like you. Okay, one more thing I want to point out, because Jake said he needs to leave at 10. Um, <laughs> one more thing I want to point out was the score when Mary Jane and Peter are, like, holding hands at the end, like, the very end. Because it's I not realized, Danny Oh, it's not Danny Elfman. All right. I realized with the score, the song that was playing had the same melody of Where Are You Christmas from the, from the Grinch. <laughs> That was my thing, <laughs> really? is a lot of the music I felt was just trying to copy Danny Elfman. I thought it was trying to copy The Grinch. Which is Danny Elfman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because oh, when playing, now it all makes sense. Full circle. I think. I I mean, Danny Elfman does all the scores for a lot of movies, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm 90% sure about that one. Yeah, I mean... It's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah. When it was when it was playing, I was like, "Where are you, Dead, Christmas?" I gotta watch it yeah, back. Danny Elfman <laughs> did uh, did Grinch. Oh, oh wow! Okay, now it makes huh. sense. <laughs> I mean, Danny Elfman does a music for a lot of movies that people uh, a lot. Pretty much every Tim Burton movie is a Danny Elfman score. Uh, the Spider-Man one and two are Danny Elfman. And now he's headlining Coachella. Good. Jake, I feel like the past 10 minutes have been me and Frankie talking over you. Do you have anything you want to say? <laughs> um, I, I probably give this movie too many passes just because I've seen it a lot. And I, 
I like I it for some stupid reason. I don't really know why, but it's... I mean, I Frankie, have to say we're not going to interrupt him right now. No, yes, I'm, I'm agreeing with him on this point, is that we... It's, it's one of our... It's like we can't... We know it's bad, but we give it so many passes because it's our childhood. I just... I don't get annoyed when I watch this movie like I do with other movies that I don't like. I'm like, oh, that's a bad movie. I get annoyed when I watch this movie. I don't want to watch it again. But this movie, I'm like, this movie is just terrible. I can't wait to watch it again. Like, it's yeah, it's like it's perfect I got for that. Excited to watch this when I got to it. I was like, time to watch Spider Man Three. I'll say, I like yeah. the uh, no, you the the dumb kind of team up shit between like um, the new Goblin and Spider Man in the end. That's probably my favorite part of the fight scene. Is yeah. like the the really really kind of interesting stuff they do with like how they combine Spider-Man using some of the Goblin stuff and then like the other way around. I thought that was fun. Besides that, I it, liked, that seems a mess. I like. <laughs> do you know that the Sandman CGI took three years to create? How long did it take? What? Three years. Oh my god. Oh god. I mean, it's pretty good if you compare it to like the Mummy movies Sandstorms. It looks yeah. fine, but imagine spending three years of your life working on the Sandman CGI. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Do we? All right. Do we want to do uh, favorite so, scene, least favorite scene, and then should I, get, should I get into Spider Man sure. Four first for a quick? Oh. Make it make it like two minutes. Okay, it's not really that much, but it just seemed really because uh, Sam Raimi knew how bad Spider Man Three was. He wanted yeah. to make Spider Man Four so bad to like fix everything. Yeah. Um. So what's his face? Who's in the Evil Dead movies? What's the actor's name? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's in all three movies. Yes, he is. And he's supposed to be... Drumroll. Anyone? He's supposed to be Mysterio. And that's supposed to lead <laughs> up through the entire fucking series. That's so funny. Is that he's Mysterio. And um, he's supposed to fight the Vulture in the fourth one. And um, <laughs> Anne Hathaway's in it as like the Vulture's accomplice and shit. And there's a lot of fight scene storyboards that I'll post on our new Instagram. <laughs> That are really cool and really awesome looking. Like, this was in production until about 2011. Wow. Holy shit. Like, they took it, it took them that long to quit before they, they decided we're going to quit this Spider Man series and move on to what is now the Amazing Spider Man, which I hate acknowledging because it's so bad. Yeah. Wow. That would have been so much more interesting. That would have. Right? <laughs> I love Bruce Campbell. He's a really fun actor. He would have made they Mysterio were supposed really to show. Good. It was supposed to do a big time jump with a lot of um, cuts. Bruce Campbell was the one cut of um, him being revealed as Mysterio. And then it was going into this big vulture as the only villain scene. Nice. Yeah. That's... Vulture was supposed to be the only villain in the entire Spider-Man 4. And now rumor has it there's going to be a comic written by Sam Raimi, which I really, really, really want to read. I'll read it. I'll end up reading it, too. All right. Uh, so let's go with our favorite scene and least favorite scene. I say my favorite scene of the movie is when Sandman realizes that he's Sandman and there's that touching emotional moment. And the CGI is actually, I think, pretty good for that scene. Yeah. It's really emotional. And my least favorite scene... Um, Peter dancing in the jazz club. That was just awful. I could not bring myself to not physically cringe while watching it. All right. 
I'll do mine. Uh, my favorite scene is um, a scene none of you will know. It's in the editor's uh, cut edition. And it's um, the Sandman visiting his daughter in the hospital. We get more of her plotline in the editor's cut. And he comes as a giant sandcastle for her. Cheer her up. <laughs> no, it's a very sweet that's, scene. That sounds so dumb. That does sound it. really dumb. I can't, it's, I no, it's see really that. nice. She like walks out into the courtyard and there's this big ass sandcastle. And it's um, she walks away and then he turns back into himself. <laughs> Come on, that's kind of sweet. That's fucking. It's very emotional. (laughs) And then my the scene I hate the most is um is Tobey Maguire walking down the street to music in that same sort of uh, jazz club scene. All right, Jake, you're up. Um, my favorite scene is uh Peter Parker walking down the street. And snapping his fingers and into the <laughs> jazz club scene and That's everything about that, and that is yes. just you know definitely the best scene of this movie. The um, trilogy, I, I don't would think say. it has. The trilogy, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it definitely tops uh, Toby stopping the train and uh, anything from Spider-Man One. I mean, it's just um, amazing. And the worst thing is that I am a very big personal fan of Venom and also kind of Topher Grace. Um, and I, I, I'm so sad at how the potential for a live action opportunity for Venom was completely squandered because of too many villains. <laughs> and it makes me so sad. And he jumps into the fucking Venom and then explodes. <laughs> I forgot it's about like, him oh. exploding. Yeah, it's like, no. It's the same bombs of the stupid skeletons in the first one. He goes through Schmeagle's yeah. entire character arc in four minutes. It's fine. Alright, uh, ratings. Uh, I'm giving this one a B. So, 7 out of 10. I think it's... I still like it, despite its flaws. It's still really fun to watch. Um, I'm gonna agree with Rotten Tomatoes on, like, a 6 out of 10. Because uh, it gets a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Okay. I give this movie... A 7 out of 10, because I can't give it an 8 out of 10, because I gave Spider-Man 1 an 8 out of 10, and that would be awful. To really, really yeah. unjustified to Spider-Man 1 to give the same rating of Spider-Man 3 and 1, just because I like Spider-Man 3, because it's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Do we want to rank all the movies in order of our least favorite to favorite? Uh, two, two, one, three. Three's your favorite? No, two is my favorite, oh. one, three is my least. Okay. I said least favorite to favorite, but okay, go out of order. That's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I don't pay attention. All right, for me, I'd go three, one, two. So same order as Frankie. Uh, three, two, one. Okay. All right. I'm, I, I have a soft spot for Spider-Man 1. I, I'd like it a lot more. I remember it a lot better. I don't know why than two. Like, not just because I've seen it a lot, but because, like, there are movies that I've seen, like, once, like, 12 years ago, and I remember it. But, like, I never remember Spider-Man 2, and I just watched it, like, yesterday, and I still forget things about that movie. I don't know why it's less memorable to me, but it just, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't resonate with me as much as the first one does, but maybe it's just because I like Willem Dafoe a lot. Okay. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> that might just be it. 
don't smell your beans to me. That's that's a my <laughs> that is it's honestly that that movie in total is great. The first one, I think Willem Dafoe makes the first one. I think my thing with this trilogy and why I love it so much and dislike most of the Marvel movies is because when these movies are bad, they're fun. When yeah. the MCU is bad, it's boring and dull. You know? Yeah, Captain Marvel. Ant-Man. I, Ant-Man. I, I, yeah. I've never seen the first Ant-Man. I've only seen oh, Ant-Man in the Oh, it's so bad. It's very boring. Because I think they, they've gone down to that formula in the MCU when they introduce a new character is to make their main priority introducing the new character. Yeah. I feel like most of the movies don't feel like they are directed by a person. It feels like every one of them is directed by Disney. Uh, none of the directors stamp feel like they are accentuated in the film and the films tend to not have a personality. Nope. That's that's why these movies are so much more interesting even if they're even if they're uh, significantly worse is like yeah. they're real bad. Yeah, I mean there are some Marvel movies that are just like I don't like them, but for most people you can look at it and be like Captain it's a fine Marvel. movie, like it, it's passable, like it, it's not egregiously bad, yeah. but it's just so much less interesting, and I, that's why I will never watch it again. Is like if you mm-hmm. paid me money to watch Ant Man again over like Spider Man three, like I, that'd have to be a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I agree. <laughs> I I don't want to watch Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm never, never gonna never watch Ant Man again. Civil War, the, the first Avengers, the second Avengers movie, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh God! I'll probably never Jesus. watch any of those movies again. I'll still watch Spider Man three again. Sure. Whatever. I will only watch the MCU movies directed by John Favreau. All right. We got anything else to say about this, or should we move on to Jake's suggestion? Is, is... Uh, do, do we have time for? Well, I mean, it's we don't not like Star Wars. I mean, Jake gets to pick the topic of the next podcast. Oh yeah, let's, let's we we have to hear what Jake has to pick for our episode three of uh, Mystery. Yep. Which is what I think we should codename this podcast. That's probably a better idea than triple question marks. <laughs> Tri- uh, three faggy ball thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, what's our topic? Ooh, oh, no. Um, I think I'm going to go with probably... Um, I, I guess I might be the only person who's seen all three of these movies, but if we're going to stick with... Unfortunately, this one goes longer than a trilogy, but... Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I would... Love to talk about the the misfortunes and the the horribleness of everything past the first Jaws movie. Ooh. Oh, oh! I have to find those. Oh, that's gonna be interesting to do. There are so many stories behind the makings of like Jaws two and three and and fucking four. Jesus Christ! But and like, Jaws three D. And Jaws three D. But I need to I mean, find a way to watch, watch Jaws three D but... in three D. <laughs> no, I've never we... seen any of the Jaws movies, so I've only wow. seen I've seen the first one, and then I've seen parts of Jaws three D because it, it was always on Showtime. I've seen almost. I think I've seen every one. I'm so excited. Let me make sure there's none I've missed. I've yeah no I've seen every one I've seen Jaws two one two three D and the Revenge which is <laughs> amazing I've seen but... Jaws the Revenge definitely yeah I we could start we could just stick with the first three and then if anyone watches the fourth one they can comment on it but um 
because I can comment on it because it's really stupid. But but we'll we'll go with the first three. Cause All right, it's very interesting. Right. Here's what I think is gonna happen. I'm gonna watch the first one, be like, that was pretty good. I'm excited for the next one, and then I'm gonna watch the next one, and I'm gonna be so let down. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna Maybe. have to 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 take some um, things I brought back from Vegas to to watch the rest. Of <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say legally. For legal reasons, that's a joke. For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> reasons, that's a joke. For legal reasons, that's. A... <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants a, uh, I I just pulled up the movies just in case I make sure I got Peter them all right. Um, if anyone wants a comparison between the Rotten Tomatoes scores just off of clicks, the first one has a ninety-eight percent. The second one has a sixty percent, and the third Ooh. one has a ten percent. So what does the fourth one have. <laughs> the fourth one has. Doesn't even have an, a, a Rotten Tomatoes. What? Score. what it? Uh, it <laughs> oh God! Oh, it has a zero percent. Oh. Oh no! I, have to watch I feel it. like, yeah, I feel like that has to be included now. I'm watching I, it. I know this. You, I know the Spider-Man scores <laughs> off the top of my head. If I want, if you want to give them out, I'm gonna watch all four Jaws movies for the next one. <laughs> the Spider-Man Rotten Tomato scores were a 93 for the first one, a 98 for the second one, and then a 62 for the third one. Jaws right. the Revenge has a 2.9 on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's definitely the worst one. It's it's really, really, really bad. <laughs> I am excited to watch them. Alright, so if you don't want to be and spoiled for Jaws the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> watch them before the next podcast. If you don't want to be first if you don't want to be spoiled for any movie where shark attacks, shark loses. Uh, make Bro, sure to watch spoiler. all the Jaws movies. <laughs> shark mostly wins. Kinda. Shark kind of wins, and then Shark loses. And then after that, we're going to watch 47 Meters Down. <laughs> no, we're going to watch 50 Shades of... We need to do 50 Shades of Grey. Right, listen, if it comes back to you, when it comes back to you and you want to pick 50 Shades of Grey, you can do that. I'm picking 50 Shades of Grey because... It's going to be hysterical to talk about. Because right. I have not seen the last, I think it's one or the last one yet. I've seen the first two. I Fun fact, everyone, I read the first book. Okay, well. I haven't seen any of them, so this is a whole new world for me. They're bad. Well, um, alright. Well, next time you could pick, I guess you could pick that. That'll next be episode, <laughs> this is episode two. That'll be episode five. Episode four. Five. I know episode no, four. No, episode four. My because you pick up. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, because next episode is episode three, then four, then five. Yep, that's how numbers. I work. know how math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay. I don't know how. I, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> I'm kind of very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Richard, where can they find you? You can find me at youtube.com slash richwrites. You can find me at uh, FBD45 pretty much everywhere. Uh, And you can find me at your local Target. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel like you you fit the description of every Target worker ever. (laughs) Jake, give us your best hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? (laughs) Hi, how are you? Perfect. All right. Um, I guess right. that's it. That's it. That's the end. That's a podcast. That was that's a, good too. Uh, pizza time. Subscribe. Have a gonna cry. Subscribe. Uh, give us a rating. Yeah, gonna cry. Rate. Gonna, gonna cry. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the pie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> is so good. Oh my god. Alright, goodbye. 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 How do I end this thing? It's just gonna... <laughs>